Blog Talk Radio. You are good, and your love. 
Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. Praise the Lord. I hope uh, you had a great Easter with your family yesterday, or this, or, or the weekend. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Body. I want to thank my Brother Body for uh, covering for me uh, yesterday. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. He is so good. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, God. We went down to Florida, and we rejoiced with a Christian family in Florida. Praise the Lord. Yes, it was 12-hour travel, but praise the Lord. We rejoiced in the Lord. We had a beautiful service over there yesterday. Thank you, Lord, this family home. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord is so awesome. God is so good. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. I want to share uh, what I had asked the Lord to give me in Florida, as the Lord uh, uh, allowed me to go there, and I had asked the Lord to give me a beautiful experience, and he did. He actually did. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord, the Lord is so faithful. He is so good. If we only learn to wait upon the Lord. There are so much Bible verses that teaches us to wait upon the Lord. David and all his psalm teaches us to wait upon the Lord. He tells God's people to wait upon the Lord. There are, there are so much blessing to them that wait upon the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And if, if we only learn to, it is a process. Not everyone, not everyone is there yet, but the Lord can help us to, to learn to wait upon him. I, I, I was so impatient as a Christian, and, and, and the Lord has helped me so much to, to overcome that. Because that is a state that the Lord can help us to overcome and just wait upon the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I know what is to, to want to hear from the Lord right away. But the Lord wants you to wait. And then praise the Lord. You can fall and sin. So much can happen to your life if you don't, if you don't learn to wait upon the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. But let me go ahead and go into the word, thank you, Jesus, that I wanted to share tonight. Thank you, Jesus. As I, as I was in Florida, I, I began to see uh, how people are going about their life there. And I got very concerned for the people. I know that judgment is coming to Florida, to the United States. And that the Lord has told me that this is it, brothers and sisters. I have shared the testimony that Jesus uh over a week now, it has taken me to show me, hallelujah, that the, the earth is going to be destroyed. Yes, in the tribulation. And judgment is coming. But I had asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I went there yet. And the Lord said, yes. The Lord says, it is a. It's the word he used. Thank you, Lord. And so, as I was in Florida, I asked the Lord, God, if he would allow me to go, that no judgment will come yet. He said, yes, he would. Praise the Lord. And I also have prayed to the Lord, waiting upon the Lord, that he would, he would, he would speak to me in a special way. He would come. And he did. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Yes, there was over a 12-hour drive. And I said, uh, I said, man, I don't know if I want to do this again. I don't think I do. When I do it again, I think I'll fly next time. Thank you, Lord. But God, everything works for the good of them that love the Lord, brothers and sisters. 
Amen. If we only learn to to learn to be patient in the Lord, hallelujah, we, we will learn so much from the Lord because he uses everything to teach us, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. And so praise the Lord. I saw how people going about their life there, and I began to get very worried and concerned. And I went into prayer with the Lord in the hotel I was staying. And I began to pray for people in Florida. Thank you, Lord. And, and praise the Lord, my, my family fell asleep. I know everyone was tired, but I just wanted to uh, spend time with the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord Jesus came to the room. He came to the room. Thank you, Lord. And as, as he opened my eyes for me to see him, brothers and sisters, I saw the Lord come into the room. Praise the Lord. And he showed me his hand, his wounded hand, his wounded hand for us, his wounded body for us. Brothers and sisters, as he opened his hand, he opened up his hand to show me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord how much he suffered on the cross for us, brothers and sisters. Sometimes we forget how much he suffered for us on the cross. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, shalom, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Shalom to those that are lagging in. Some some look like they're having problems. Before I go on, I just want to pray. Thank you, Lord. I know so much still lagging in, and they want to hear. They don't want to miss a thing. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, please help my brothers and sisters like in. Send trillions upon trillions of angels, Lord, to help your people to log in, to remove the power of the evil one, Lord, that is trying to hold your people back, Lord, to try to block your people, trying to remove your people from listening, Lord, to your message, your word, and being blessed tonight, Lord Jesus. Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to help your people, Lord, help your people, Lord, like in. Remove the power so you can block that, Lord. Google Chrome, Lord Jesus, Marcella, and all those other brides, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, block all those government computers, Lord, that are trying to block your people from listening. Lord, and being blessed tonight, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Joshua, name, all those hacker computers, Lord, that are trying to block your people from listening, Lord. Block them away, Lord Jesus, and govern the government away, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you, Lord. We pray to the higher government, hallelujah, that will, that will govern the government down here and keep them away. Thank you, Lord. Lord, it's so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, shalom to those that are lagging in, that are calling in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I, I know some of you or, or many of you are happy to, to hear that I'm here tonight live, and I'm happy to see you too. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. I thank each and one of you who appreciate the, the listening to the Lord's Hour and that are blessed. I get emails daily, brothers and sisters. There are people that are being blessed of the thousands that are being blessed uh, online through YouTube, through the Lord's Hour. Praise the Lord. I thank the Lord for each and one of you that are being blessed by the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that the Lord is, is being real to you. The Lord is, is coming to touch your life, your heart, and it's changing you daily. And we have a lot of listeners in Florida, brothers and sisters. I, I know the Lord has a lot of people there. Thank you, Lord. But there's a great population that don't know God, don't have a relationship with the Lord, brothers and sisters. And, and we need to pray for the nation. Please 
Don't forget to pray for the nation. Thank you, Lord. Uh, let me remind you what the Word of God says about Jesus. Who is Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah. Hebrew, uh, 1 Timothy 2, 5, 2, 2 to 5 to 6 says, For there is one in one mediator between God and men, which is the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all men to be the testimony in due time. Brothers and sisters, there's only one mediator between God and man. Thank you, Lord. I'm sorry for those that believe in other religions and believe that there might be other ways. Oprah says there are other ways to God. That is not true. The Pope says there are other ways to God. That is not true. Maybe some of the priests will also say that, and that is not true. I I have met a great priest that listened to the Lord's Hour, and I thank God for each of the listeners, a priest from Rome, from Florida, priest from Florida, brothers and sisters, and Jewish and Jehovah Witnesses, Muslim. Brothers and sisters, we have, we have a great variety of people, religious people, Chinese, brothers and sisters, that listen to the Lord's Hour. We have a sister uh, from Japanese, Japan. Thank you, Lord. And so, praise the Lord. This is why we need to be careful what we say. We don't want to offend anyone, but we do want to tell you the truth. There's only one mediator, brothers and sisters. There's only one God. I'm sorry if you believe there are other gods. But there's only one God, and when I mean one God, one creator of heaven and earth. There's only one, brothers and sisters. And one mediator between God and man. I'm sorry, but Buddha is not interceding for you. Muhammad is not interceding for you. The Pope is not interceding for you. A lot of men may have great intention, but that great intention will not get you to heaven. Praise the Lord. But only salvation through Jesus Christ. There is only one mediator. I, I, I rejoice when a priest sends me a letter or, or, or other from some different religion. Uh, uh, praise the Lord. I, I, I've been receiving emails from, from people from India, listeners from India. They, they want me to know that they are listening to the Lord's Hour in India. And I thank them for that. Praise the Lord. I am glad they are congregation in India listening to the Lord's Hour. Praise you, Lord. They love, they love the Lord's Hour. They love the message that, that, that comes from heaven. And, and a sister from India was telling me, I know they are from God. You don't need to worry. We listen to you here in India, our congregation, and we know the message are from the Lord. And I and I thank the Lord for that. The Lord is confirming the message, brothers and sisters. He has. Uh, recently, we had a sister here in the U.S. She has been a, a Christian for over 30 years. She has been in relationship with the Lord in those 30 years. She, she knows how to hear the Lord's Jesus Christ voice. She knows the Lord one-on-one. She says that she found my message on YouTube. And uh, uh, she began to listen to me on YouTube, she says. And, but she stopped. She completely stopped. Because she started wondering, I don't know if this man is of God. I don't know if this man is of God, she said. Praise the Lord. So she stopped listening, and she said, I, I'm just going to go into prayer with the Lord. It was about time for her to go into prayer before bed. She went into prayer. She said, Lord Jesus, if this man is of you, please confirm 
this man, that this is your this is your messenger, Lord. Please, Lord. Praise the Lord. You know I'm not going to listen to anyone, Lord, that is not of you. And if you know he I, I you know, she felt that it, it was of God, but she wasn't sure. So she wanted to seek from the Lord whether I was a God, she said. So she went into prayer. That same night she went to sleep after she had her prayer. The Lord took her out of her body, and Jesus came to her. She saw Jesus come to her and began to talk to her. And the Lord said that I was his last, his end time, or one, I'm sorry, one of his end time messengers. He, he has other. He does. He has other. And praise God for my brothers and sisters. The Lord said, yes, you, you may safely listen to him. The Lord said to her, and she, she, she was so happy for this experience. She contacted me right away and told me what went about. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Jesus himself confirmed to her that I was one of his end-time messages. So glory to Jesus, not to me and anybody else. Thank you, Lord. But I want to say this, brothers and sisters, because I have told people since 2012, if you doubt that I'm, the Lord, I'm one of the Lord's messengers, the Lord, just go to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus said that I'm his servant. Remember, I'm just his servant. Father called me his son, but Jesus called me his servant. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. So we know the Lord has many other messengers out there preaching the Lord's word. Praise you, Jesus. And we rejoice for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, so this weekend, the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, I was saying it, it was, uh, praise you, Lord, uh, Thursday night, it was Thursday night, the Lord came to the hotel where I was, showed me his arm, his wounded arm, brothers and sisters, and began to talk to me and said that he was touching the people there in Florida where I was, but they, they are not repenting, he said. They are not repenting. They're not coming to him to repent, he said. As I, as I began to ask the Lord for mercy and that he will save them, praise the Lord. Because I got very concerned, praise the Lord. As I see people going about their life, praise the Lord, and not seeking God, not crying out to God, praise the Lord. It is very important, brothers and sisters, we cry out to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Again, First uh, Timothy 2, 5 to 6, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men which is the main Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all men to be the testimony in due time. I am reading the, the Geneva Bible. It may sound a little different than your King James, brothers and sisters, but the Geneva Bible, the King James, our sister, just that the, the Geneva is a little older. It's an older sister of the King James. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrew 2.3 says, how sh- uh, I'm, I'm sorry, no, I don't want to go there yet. Galatians 3.19, where therefore they served the law, and it was added because of the transgression. So the seed came unto which the promise was made, and it was ordained by angel in the hand of the mediator. Now, that is Christ Jesus right there, Galatians 3.20. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. In other words, he is the mediator of all who come to God to repentance, brothers and sisters. Repenting is so important. Repenting is so important. I, I, I'm, I'm sad by hearing some ministry or ministers saying to people that you don't need to repent 
so much. Yes, you do. You just not need to repent only in church. Your priest, your local priest may tell you, brothers and sisters, I, I have I have Catholic listeners, brothers and sisters, and I tell people, be careful you judging them, and I tell you why. Because some of my Catholic listeners have, have given their life to Jesus and are filled with the Holy Spirit. So I tell people, you be careful. Because the sister was saying to me, Brother Elby, uh, you know, she says, I've been Catholic most of my life. Through the Lord's hour, I, I gave my life to Jesus, and I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. I speak in tongues, she says to me. I've been, I've been baptized in tongues, but I'm still in the Catholic Church. And she shared the gospel. She even shares it with a priest. Her priest contacted me. And he also listened, had listened to the Lord's Tower. As she spoke about the Lord's Tower. Praise you, Lord. That is God in them, working in their life. I, we preach the truth here. And the Lord is the one, brothers and sisters, that the deal for everyone. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Uh, Brother Jay, let me tell you, Mike. Uh, some of those clouds that are in Florida, it is the Lord speaking through those clouds also. Brother was telling me there that he sees a lot of numbers, including in the cloud. And God is speaking through those clouds in Florida. Thank you, Lord. If you pay close attention, you'll see it. Thank you, Lord. He is trying to save or save you more so. Hebrew 8, 6. But now our high priest, how to obtain a more excellent office. And so much that he is the mediator of a better testament, which is established upon a better promise. Thank you, Lord. God, through Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, given us a better promise. Hallelujah. A better promise. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. You, you got to pray upon that better promise. Because if it's better, that means you can pray, you can believe that God is going to save your, hallelujah, your family and he will. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I tell you, God will save your family if you believe and you ask for them. I had asked the Lord to save them, and he had promised me he would. Brothers and sisters, the, the bride of Christ is moving up on a better promise. A lot of Christians forget that. That we, we are being used upon a better promise than the Old Testament. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. God is so awesome. I, I know um, some say they don't have sound, but it is it sounds good over here. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hebrew 9.15. For, for that cause is he the mediator of the New Testament, that through the day which was for the redemption of the transgression that were in the former testament, they which were called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Thank you, Lord. And if, if you cannot hear me so clear, please let me know. I, I am very tired, but I'm, I'm trying to speak as clear as I can. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. So, brothers and sisters, the Lord Jesus Christ is for you. He is for you, and he is with you. You don't need to be afraid, but you need to repent. You and I need to repent 
and we need to take repenting serious. Don't tell people they don't need to repent their sins daily. We need to repent our sins, brothers and sisters, a lot, a lot. We need to repent our sins nonstop. Jesus said, pray without ceasing, brothers and sisters. We need to pray without ceasing. And it's not a repeater prayer. You don't need to repeat the same. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But you have to repent your sin. We have to. It's very important. It was something Jesus spoke to me, to continue to tell his people to repent. I remember. Thank you, Lord. I, I myself, will not say repenting so much to the people in the Lord's house. I do it in my own life, in my personal relationship with the Lord daily. But I was not saying that so much until the Lord Jesus spoke to me and said, Please continue to tell my people to repent. Thank you, Lord. And so I continue to tell God's people to repent. We need to repent for so much. We are like sinning machines, brothers and sisters. We're like an automatic weapon in sin. Sin, 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 sin. We need to repent a lot, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Daily. Not put it up. Not just in church on Sunday. Praise you, Lord. Even if the priest says to you, Oh, just, just do it in church on Sunday. You'll be fine at the rest. Nonsense. That is nonsense. You repent your sins daily, as much as you can. Praise you, Lord. Repent all the time. Thank you, Jesus. That, that is awesome, sister. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 12, 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of the New Testament, to the blood of sprinkling, that speaketh better the that, things that, 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 that are able the writer of the Geneva said, or the writer of the Word of God said, that the blood of Jesus speaketh better than the blood of Abel. We know that Abel, Abel was righteous because he was repenting. So he was being cleansed by the blood of the Messiah, the blood on the cross. Because the blood on the cross, brothers and sisters, reaches all the way back, all the way forward. The blood of Jesus had no limit. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus has no limit. Thank you, Lord. He was crucified before the foundation of the earth. From the foundation of the earth. That means the blood has no limit in timing. It has no limit in timing, brothers and sisters. The blood of Jesus cleans up from all sin, from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But take it serious. You got to take it serious. And don't let anyone come and tell you you don't need to do it so much. Thank you, Lord, because we need it. We truly need it. Thank you, Lord. First John 2, 11. He declared that Christ is our mediator and the advocate, the lawyer, and shows the knowledge of God consisting holiness of life. Thank you, Lord. Christ is the mediator. There's not another one. There's no other mediator. Don't send a letter to Rome for the Pope to pray for you for your sins to be forgiven. You yourself need to repent your sin. Every time people do this to me, I don't like it that they want to use me as a mediator. Christ is the mediator, I tell people. Thank you, Lord, because people want to do this. Thank you, Lord. Go to the Lord for me, they say. Christ is the mediator. You go to the Lord. That's what the Jewish people did in the wilderness. When they said, Moses, you speak for us. Thank you, Lord, because they did not want to take responsibility for their sin. You need to take responsibility for your sin. 
I went to the Lord about this, I remember, a, a couple of years ago, and the Lord said, no, you send them to me. When they come to you, you send them to me, he said. Praise you, Lord, praise you. Because I had to ask the Lord about it. Because I had a lot of people coming to me. The Lord says, no, send them to me. Praise you. Because it's overwhelming. It, it is okay to pray for people. But when you get one-on-one with people, imagine being one-on-one with thousands of people and not only in a 24-hour day or in a 12-hour day, the Lord, it is impossible. I find myself being so busy, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. The Lord said, no, you send them to me. Because there's too many people coming at once. What? They all have different petitions. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But you go to the Lord. You ask the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I had a, I had three or four, three people asking me the same question at once. And I said, oh, thank you, Lord. Because everyone wants you to intercede for them before the Lord. And I, I tell people, I can add you to my prayer list. I'll keep you on my prayer list. But if I get one-on-one with everyone, my goodness, I will have no time for anything else. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Because it is difficult. It is difficult. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Even Jesus had moved away from the multitude because it was over. It was so much people coming to him. He was healing the sick. He was doing so much all day long. When the afternoon came, when the time of prayer came, he, did, he went from among them, and they didn't know where he was. He went to prayer. He went to be with God. Thank you, Lord. Why did he stay with them 24 hours every day? You need that private time with God. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. You need that private time with God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. very important. Thank you, Jesus. It is a change of weather, sister. One weather to another would, would really. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But thank you, yes. Uh, I pertain to all the sword that the depend on Christ alone, the having a sword of them to contend the world. Praise the Lord. And then John 1 11, and they came unto his own, and his own receiving not. Jesus came to his own. Thank you, Lord. Jesus Christ came to his own, brothers and sisters, but his soul receiving not. Praise you, Lord. They receive it not because they believe not in him. Praise you, Lord. And that was my concern, praying for the people in Florida. Thank you, Lord. Everybody going about their business. How many are crying out to God? Thank you, Lord. And God wants us to cry out to him. And the Lord said, I'm touching them, but they don't want to repent. So much people don't want to repent. People around the world don't want to repent. Everyone wants to go to heaven, but no one wants to repent. We need to repent. Only a few of the bride repent. But the rest of the people, hallelujah, we have how many billions of people we have on earth today? How many of those people are repenting? Very few, brothers and sisters. And this is why repenting has to be one of the major messages, brothers and sisters. We need to tell people to repent and take it serious. Because there's not, hallelujah, any repenting going on. And there's no repenting going about. The blood is not cleansing them. When the Lord says, they're not coming to me to repent so I can forgive them, so he can cleanse them. Because unless they repent, how can the blood of Jesus cleanse them? Brothers and sisters, 
when it's only through repenting. It's only through repenting. That's why John the Baptist preached repenting. Jesus preached repenting. The disciple preached repenting. So the blood, Father can forgive them, and the blood can cleanse them. Otherwise, there is no forgiving of sin, and there is no cleansing. There is no sin. And the demon can provoke people to accident, to heart attack and stroke, and so much more. Demons are provoking people. When I got to the hotel, I began to discern different type of demon operating. And I began to take authority over them. I began to rebuke them in the hotel. Praise the Lord. And it went on, brothers and sisters, on and on. I'm like, man, it's been over, over half an hour. I'm still repenting. I'm still rebuking demons. Praise the Lord, because there's so much in the air. Praise the Lord, because then when there's no repenting, it leaves the door open for these demons or these principalities to come and attack people. Thank you, Lord. That's what leaves the door open. And I heard a sister say, Lord, uh, please, Lord, I repent my back door. I thought that was so awesome. I repent, Lord, my back door. Because we repent our sin, and we say, Lord, close the close door. Sister said, Lord, in the back door, too. Thank you, Lord. The back door, too. I said, that, that was awesome. Because sometimes, haven't you repent your sin sometimes, and you go to bed, and you get attacked in the middle of the night? Well, that means that the back door is still open. You need to repent your sin. And also ask the Lord to close all doors, including the back door. And I started meditating. I don't know why this came to mind. I believe it was the Lord because then the Lord came over after. Brothers and sisters, I was, I, was, I was praying and I was meditating about the back door. Praise the Lord. And our sister was telling me she asked the Lord to close the back door. Thank you, Lord. She won't get attacked in her sleep. And I thought it was so awesome. And I was meditating about that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And you have so much peace after you do that. So you ask the Lord to close all doors, including the back door. Praise the Lord. Think about buildings with so much camera in the front. But there's always a back door that don't have camera. And a lot of people, when they steal, they don't steal through the front door. They usually look for a back door. And I started thinking how demon operate. And I started thinking that Maybe that's the way these demons think. Well, I know he's going to close all the front doors. He's going to close all the doors, but he's going to forget the back door. And that's how we're going to get in and attack him. Praise the Lord. And I started thinking about restaurant places where they all have camera in the front door. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. But some don't have it in the back. Thank you, Lord. And the thieves can always, and if they do have one in the back, it doesn't cover the whole place. It doesn't protect the whole place. There's a lot of places that get robbed. They usually get robbed through the back door or a side door. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Because sometimes people focus most on the front, where people come through. And they want to make sure that when the customer comes, they are being watched careful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And they're being watched careful. So careful that the back door, thank you, Lord, the back door is not so secure like the front door. Sometimes the, the front door has an alarm to able and disabled. 
the back door has censored for the alarm. And the thief know how to disable the censor. Sometimes it's very hard or impossible to disable the alarm. But the censor in the back, which are more simple to get to, the thief can, can figure out how to disable the censor because the main alarm is in the front. And sometimes they can trick the censor to make to let the make believe to the alarm that the sensor is still working while it's still disabled, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. I think that they're moving. And I don't know how much of, how much of that is true. But you also see it a lot in the news, the places that are being robbed. And then you think about it, you say, so why don't people focus much on the back door as they focus on the front door? And we Christians, hallelujah, may have the same mentality. Because we focus on what is in front of us, but we're not thinking of what could be behind us in the spirit. And we focus on rebuking the devil who is in front of us, but we forget about the demons, the, the smaller demons that might be behind us, that they might be so little we don't, that we don't see. Thank you, Lord. And at one time, Jesus Praise the Lord. I shared with people years ago that Jesus may be very small to the to the pen of a needle or to the head of a needle, very, very small, like a thousand times smaller than what I am or more. Praise your Lord. And allowed me to go into my own body, my own mind. And I remember those years, I saw small demons that were going into my mind to cause, to cause attack into my, into my own life. Because I was wondering about these things. Sometimes thoughts come into your mind. And I saw these little demons that, hallelujah, that they, they are so small, brothers and sisters, that when you are asleep, they can go through your ears or through your eyes into your body when you are asleep. And they can go into your mind, and they like pre-program your mind to sin, brothers and sisters. Pre-program your mind to sin. And I saw the demon outward, and the demon had not seen me that I, that, I, that I was made so small like him. And when I saw him doing this, I took authority over him and rebuked him. He opened his eyes like, wow, how did he know about this? But it was the Lord showing me. And I rebuked him, and I saw another one running to, to my body to do the same thing, and I stopped him right in his tracks and rebuked him. Praise the Lord. But he, he acted like, wow, we never seen a human. The God I used to, to, to show him this. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And so, brothers and sisters, don't forget about the back door, the rear door. Don't forget about, <coughs> excuse me, to ask the Lord to cleanse your mind with his blood. Even what went, up, what went about in your sleep. Praise your Lord. What went about in your sleep? Don't forget to ask the Lord to cleanse your mind with his blood while you were asleep. I do this every day. I ask him to, to, to cleanse my mind and my heart, brothers and sisters. Because they, they can pre-program you for that day for you to think about sin, foolishness and nonsense of sin while you are asleep. Is what the Lord was showing me. I was very stunned by this. I was like, wow. 
And I kind of, I was thinking, how can God allow this? But then I remember that when we sin, we make the choice to sin. God doesn't send anyone, the Word of God says. But we are for our own, for ourselves, are the one being tempted and tempting. I mean, being seduced by sin, brothers and sisters, to commit the sin. So we are responsible for our sin, even though they are the one tempting us. In other words, when Satan came as a serpent to Adam and Eve in the garden, and they listened to the serpent, and they, and they obeyed the serpent, they believed it lie. They became immediately responsible for everything that went about in the garden. They were totally in disobedience. And that's why God said he was not going to let them stretch their hand to the, to the tree of life, to the fruit of life, that they may live forever. No, they had no right to Jesus. That was Jesus Christ. The fruit of life, of eternal life, is Jesus Christ. And God said he was not going to let them, hallelujah, have nothing of Jesus because they were not repenting. Thank you, Lord. You see, you cannot have part of salvation. You cannot have part of eternal life unless you repent to Jesus. Unless you come to God, unless you come to Jesus, paying your sin, you have no right of Jesus. You have no right of his salvation. You have no right of his cleansing unless you repent. Repenting, it is you accepting, receiving everything Christ said for you on the cross. Thank you, Lord. So Adam and Eve, after they chose willingly to sin, God was not going to allow them to eat from the fruit of life, from Jesus Christ, from the, from the fruit of eternal life. They have no right to eat from him. So is humanity who is not repenting today have no right brothers and sisters, of Jesus, from Jesus. They cannot have eternal life unless they repent. And this is the sad part, that the, the, the nations, the people that are not repenting, if they die without Christ, it is a sad story, brothers and sisters, that will not be remembered anymore, says Isaiah. It will not come to mind, and it will not be remembered. And will we all be left behind? They go to the lake of fire, and that's the end of that. Brothers and sisters, this is why you and I need to tell them to repent. This is why you and I need to tell them to come to Christ and repent. Jesus told me in the hotel, if they don't come to me and repent their sins, they will not be forgiven. Praise your Lord. So they will be forgiven. So he can restore the life, cleanse them, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You cannot have Jesus unless you repent. No one can have Jesus without repenting. Thank you, Lord. No one can have Jesus without repenting. That is why when you receive Jesus as your personal Savior, you repent your sin. You say, Lord, I am a sinner. I accept you as my personal Savior. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I accept you, Lord, as my personal Savior. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord will not fail, will not fail to forgive your sin. God will not fail to forgive your sin if you go to the Lord. If each and one of you can go to the Lord, I don't need to go to the Lord for you. 
It's what I asked the Lord. The Lord said, no, tell them to come to me. You can go to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Very important. So praise the Lord. You can go to the Lord, and the Lord will forgive your sins. Jesus will forgive your sins. Thank you, Lord. You don't need no one to go for you for the Lord. You can yourself repent your sins to the Lord, and the Lord will forgive you. If you want the Lord to speak to you, ask the Lord to speak to you through a dream, a vision, or through his word. He will not fail to give you a dream. Thank you, Lord. I was sharing with a brother yesterday in Florida that, praise the Lord, a sister wanted to receive a revelation, a vision from the Lord. And the Lord, she asked me to lay hand on her, and I lay hand on her. And the next night, the Lord gave her a vision of him. Hallelujah. It was mighty. She was so shocked, she thought she was going to die when she saw the vision. Thank you, Lord. The Lord can reveal himself to you. Yes, he can impart a gift to the, to the laying of the hand. He did that with Timothy through Paul. That is biblical. Thank you, Lord. But you can also ask the Lord. So yesterday, as we prayed together, the Lord gave some gift right there yesterday in Florida. Thank you, Lord. Because all we need to do is, hallelujah, is believe. Believe. I said, let's pray together. And the moment we began to pray, the anointing of the Lord was released, and the gift was given. Boom. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. It's very important, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. That, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We do this in agreement together. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We're two or three colors together in my name. They are, it will be whatever they ask, and we're two or whatever they ask in my name. Hallelujah. It will be granted. I, I am a firmly believer that whatever we ask, according to the word of the Lord, together, the Lord will grant it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. It's very important. Thank you, Lord, that we do this together. Thank you, Jesus. Believe together. Thank you, Lord. The Lord will do it. The Lord will not fail to do it as, as we did it, and the Lord did it. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory goes to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I've seen so many miracles over the years, brothers and sisters. But we have to believe together. I was explaining to the to the brothers that sometimes what we have is a lack of faith. We have such a lack of faith that we don't even ask for our faith to be increased. If you know, I was saying to the brothers, show it with my fingers. Look, the, the mustard seed is the smallest seed of all. It is so small. Imagine that's the faith. I mean, we need to have to ask for the mountain to move into the sea and it'll happen. But sometimes we don't even have that faith. So what do we do? What did the disciples say to Jesus? Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith. That's all we need to pray. You notice that you have a lack of faith in your life. You're asking for stuff and nothing is happening. Ask the Lord to increase your faith. I have I have to do this so many times. And the Lord doesn't fail to do it. Brothers and sisters, when you ask the Lord to increase your faith, and the more you ask him and the more you do it, he will continue to do it in your life, and the more you will see God do something. He will move. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. It's, and it's just so important that we practice it. Some people are lazy to practice it. They prefer other people to do it who have more experience. No. We all need to practice. That's why when, when I'm in a group of people, I'll have everyone practice together. Thank you, Lord. Because some people will see miracles happen, and they'll be surprised. 
when we all come together and we all ask the Lord to increase our faith, and then we we lay hands, and the Lord has done miracles of people. Say, so, oh wow, thank you, Lord. They never thought it was possible. It is simple. The teaching needs to be there. If there's no teaching, how are they going to believe the word of God says? We need to teach people to ask to ask the Lord to increase their faith. And that's what I do in a group, and the Lord doesn't fail to do it. Thank you, Lord, because the Lord is faithful. Thank you, Jesus. And, and if we have faith like a mustard seed, we'll, we'll speak to the mountains to be thrown in the sea. He'll do it. He, then he said everything is possible to those that believe. Because what God will think is possible, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. All we need to do is believe, brothers and sisters. That's it. And then I, I tell the people we need to, hallelujah, grow in the gift. Some people receive gifts, but they don't grow. Paul said to, to the brothers, how much happy he was, how much they have grown in the Lord, grown in their gifts. Brothers and sisters, I have shared this several times. I have given people the Bible verses here. You can go back in the archive and follow it. Hallelujah. Paul said how much they have grown in their gifts. It's very important that we grow in our grace. You, you can pray for the, for the gift of healing. It don't mean that right away God is going to heal people. Praise the Lord. Unless you practice it and grow in the gift, then you'll see great miracles. Sometimes it happens right away. I, I saw someone, I met someone, that it happens right away. So the Lord gave him the gift of healing. He laid in and the Lord raised a, 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 a young woman from, from a wheelchair. Thank you, Lord. Right away. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But in a week period. Thank you, Lord. So it can happen right away. Thank you, Lord. But it's very important, brothers and sisters, that we practice. When the Lord gives you a gift, a healing, miracle, whatever it gives, you practice and you practice. And you'll find out that you will grow in the gift. Thank you, Lord. And it's so important, brothers and sisters, to practice. Practice. Not be afraid. Don't be lazy. Don't be scared. Hallelujah. Don't be nervous. Sometimes being nervous is okay. If you're doing it for the first time or a few times, it's okay to be nervous. I, I still get nervous sometimes. Not every time, but sometimes I do. And I'm not afraid of to say I'm nervous either. I am not. I have learned in the Lord. But now it's okay to say I'm nervous. Thank you, Lord. Even though some people may laugh. Thank you, Lord, because we take serious what the Lord is saying or what the Lord is revealing. I don't take it lightly. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. And souls are being saved by the word of God. And that is very important. Thank you, Lord. Let me keep reading here. Psalm 118.22. The stone which the builder refused, it is the head of the corner. It's the head of the corner. The corner is what sustains the whole building, the whole church. Jesus Christ is that corner. Well, Jesus is the head of the church. He is the one holding everything together, the whole building. Not only he's holding it together, but he's also the builder. Thank you, Jesus. It, it, is, it is important to do that also. I share with people that the Lord has always led me to fast before when we get to do our healing service, pray for people to be baptized in the Spirit. He doesn't fail to do it when, when we fast, when we have come together. I used to do I used to do the fasting by myself. The Lord did the, the baptism, the healing, the deliverance. He did it. Praise the Lord. But I noticed it's more powerful when we do it together. So I began to ask the brother to do it together with me, the fasting. And as more people join it, it was more powerful. 
when the Lord came and began to heal and baptize people. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I shared with people there was a young man in one of the churches the Lord was praising that the Lord began to use him more mighty than I. And some of the, some of the people was telling me this. Oh, he, the Lord is using him, wow, mightily, more than you, Elvie. And I said, I'm glad. If the Lord begins to use someone mightier than I, praise the Lord. We need more people to preach the gospel. We need more people to evangelize and win souls. Thank you. Some people thought I was going to get offended or angry and say no, because some leaders, if God raised someone in the church and is using them mightier than they, for the glory of the Lord, they, they feel uncomfortable. And they say, oh, you need to serve because I'm the pastor here. Nonsense and foolishness. Thank you, Lord. Now, with me, I encourage that brother to continue to uh, be used by the Lord. The Lord began to use him like Peter. When he went by people, the anointing of him touched people. And it began to heal people and deliver people, just going by people. And I said, that is so awesome. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. As I began to ask the Lord, and I began to teach them how the Lord began to use me that way also back then. And he began to ask, and immediately the Lord increased the anointing of him so powerful that he, people were, were testifying how much the Lord was using him. And just lifting up his hand, people were falling under the power. Even some people that hardly believed that they, not, they did not believe, and he would just touch them when they were fell under the power. Praise the Lord. And I said, that's so awesome. Thank you, Lord, for that. And I encouraged him, and he began to, to uh, he moved to New York City, and, the Lord, and he, began to, he, he began to be used by the Lord mightily. Praise the Lord. But I began to tell people, that's, that's the way it is for everyone. Heaven is open for everyone who cry out to God, who pray to God, who seek more of God. Thank you, Lord. And so some of the problems are, uh, I, I tell the people, I was sharing in, in Florida yesterday, that there is a pastor in Florida that the Lord raised through our ministry, who is in the church with over 400 members. Thank you, Lord. And by this time, he had won thousands of souls for the Lord since, since he's been out doing ministry. Thank you, Lord. And I think... <coughs> I think it's so awesome. I mean, he had told people that it was through Elvis Zapata and another brother that used to go with me that the Lord uh, brought him to his wedding and, and raised him up. Oh, glory goes to Jesus, not to us. Thank you, Lord. But it's the Lord that does it, brothers and sisters. When we, all we did was teach him the word. Hallelujah. All we did was teach him the word and tell him to take it serious and commit himself to the Lord. And the Lord will use it for teaching the word properly. If you don't teach the word properly, not many people are going to come to the Lord and be used by the Lord the way the Lord wants to use them. If you don't teach people that everyone has different gifts and the Lord wants to use you through your gifts, you can always ask the Lord for more. But everyone, the Lord wants to use them with one specific gift that will be the gift that will be noticed in your life. Everyone has a gift. Usually when, I, when I'm talking with someone in person, this used to happen to me a lot. The Lord will reveal to me who has what gift. And I will say to the person, hey, you have this gift. Sometimes the person won't even notice. The, the person noticed that I have the gift, but the person didn't know that that was the leading gift that God wanted to use them by. So I will say, look, listen, the Lord wants to use you through that gift. Just let the Lord use you. Go ahead and be afraid. Thank you, Lord. And just thank the Lord. In order to tell sister, brothers, they began to be using those gifts by the Lord. Everyone, I, a lot of people that I met have different gifts. And a lot of people never been 
of those persons and to tell them, to teach them about that. Because I always go into the Word and I say, look what the Word says. Listen, the Lord gave me that gift because he wants to use it by that gift. And some people will say, well, Elby, I think I believe I have this gift since I was born. Yes. Yes, some gifts are given since you're born. You are born with that gift. God gives you that gift. Thank you, Lord. And you might not even know about the gift, but you just notice that when you do certain things, you can do it so well, better than anybody else. Some people can lay hands. I, I knew a sister. If you have pain in your heart, you have harmed you one way or another, she can lay hand on you, and immediately your hand will, will begin to recover right there. She let, she will have to leave her hand on top of your hand, praying, and immediately as she left your hand on top of your hand, your hand will begin to recover right away. In just a special way. She has that gift, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. But the Lord gave her the gift of healing, yes. But it was in the way God was using her. Some people can point out to you to, your, to where her, and immediately you can be healed. Some people take some oil, but some oil, you can be healed. People are used in so many different ways. I saw a brother on YouTube that he kicks the person with his shoes, and they get healed. And he said, this is the way the Lord uses me. Of course, that's the way he flows in that gift, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. To me, that's not strange, because I see many people being used so many different ways. Some people believe, no, you got to, the Bible says you will lay hand on the sick, and the sick will heal. Well, uh, what about that woman that touched Jesus' garment and got healed? What about when Jesus took some of the dirt and put it on this man's eyes and got healed? He healed so many different ways. Paul healed different ways. The apostle healed different ways. God used him to heal in different ways. Now, are you going to say that because Jesus did it this way, they did it that way, the way they did it is not biblical? Oh, come on, grow up. Thank you, Lord. Read the word. It's in the word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It happens. The Lord does it a different way. That's why when someone says, no, it can only happen this way. Oh, man. You need to read the word. The word tells you the way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I see this man. He kicks the other person's leg. He just kicked him, and the person got healed. A sister hit another brother, another uh, man with the Bible, and he got delivered. Thank you, Lord. He got delivered. He healed him with the Bible in the back of his head. And he fell on the floor. When he got up, he was set free by the demon. Thank you, Lord. You may say, but he should have not, she should have not done it that way. That's the way she felt like to do it. Thank, and now I don't tell you to go hit people with the Bible. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But there's so many ways in the Bible. That means God wants to use you however he wants to use you. Ready for the Lord and say, Lord, use me. And let him use you however he wants. Thank you, Lord, because he will. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I remember my pastor. This is, this is what happened in our, in our church a little over 15 years ago. My pastor, we were sharing, uh, uh, hallelujah, the, the bread and the body of Christ and, 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 and the blood of Christ, hallelujah. We were having communion. And the pastor said, if you believe the Lord can baptize you through the bread or heal you, the Lord will do it. We'll pray that the Lord will do it. He prayed for the bread. He, he, he prayed for the wine or the grape juice, the grape juice. He prayed for the grape juice. And one got baptized and the other one got healed, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. 
Praise the Lord. He said he saw this happen when he was young in one of the in his church. And now the Lord did it afterward for him again. Now, you may say, that's not biblical. Where is that in the Bible? Hey, it's by faith. It is by faith. Thank you, Lord. Your faith how makes you know that's it. Thank you, Lord. So I share that with as we share, hallelujah, community yesterday in Florida. I share that with the brothers and sisters. If you believe the Lord through the, through the bread or to the, hallelujah, the Lord can do it. The Lord can do it through the, you can, through the bread or through the wine or the grape juice. I'm sorry. I keep saying wine because it's more biblical wine. Thank you, Lord. But wine without alcohol is very hard to find. There is a wine so on Amazon without alcohol. But it's very hard to find wine without alcohol because it's been explained to me that wine cannot be wine unless it's fermented. And I thought, I heard about that, that, that wine is wine many years ago. But I didn't know that in order, in order for wine to be wine has to be fermented. Because there was an argument about Jesus turning the, 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 and the, the water into wine and the water of Canaan. And some people were saying, was it really wine or was it a type of wine with no alcohol? But, you know, to make the story short, I believe it was wine with alcohol. Because I've been told, I have researched it, wine cannot be wine without alcohol. Now, I don't tell people to drink wine for, hallelujah, for communion. You can take grape juice. Thank you, Lord. We know that out of grape juice, the, the wine is made also out of grapes. Thank you, Lord. But that's the closer thing to the wine, grape juice. We had a brother argue with us and say, hey, brother, if you take communion without wine, it is not communion. It is not biblical, he said. I'm sorry, you can take grape juice, grape juice if you want, but it's not communion. It is not the true communion the Lord wants you to take. Because he said it. We take wine and bread, unleavened bread for communion. That is the true communion, he says. He says, I'm a Jewish, I'm a Jew, he says, and that is the true communion. If you take just, just juice, hallelujah, it is not a true communion. So you, this is why I tell the people, he and the Lord God are not here to argue with anyone. In the moment people start typing things, disagree with me, I'm sorry. But I, I'm not here to argue with people. There are many other programs out there I tell people, you go listen to another one, but we're not going to get into argument about it. Because, again, people will disagree. People will not like it. Thank you, Lord. When we take communion, it's unleavened bread with uh, a great juice. Thank you, Lord. And some people may tell me, Elby, that is not true communion. I'm so sorry, but we believe it is. And it is. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord has blessed us through. Thank you, Jesus. I know that uh, some people take tea for communion and bread. The only two things I know biblically is the unleavened bread and, 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 the, and the grape juice. Now, I've seen people taking tea. You said apple juice. Some may take orange juice. Praise your Lord. If, if you have peace about that and the Lord is okay with it, okay, that's it. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong about that. No, that is between you and the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because, again, someone told me 
that Jesus turned the water into wine, and wine cannot be wine without alcohol. So he says that when Jesus turned the water into wine, it had alcohol. And when they tested the wine, they said it was the best wine. That means it has to have alcohol. Okay. Because the Jewish people believe in wine, which comes with, with a high percentage of alcohol in it. Normally, if you make wine out of grape juice, it will turn, I, I, don't, I don't have the number right now for the percentage of alcohol that it does, but it will turn to a high percentage of alcohol, really high, so well it can get you drunk, truly drunk. But the Jewish people truly take wine almost every day in and, dinner and, and time and supper time, and hey, they're fine with us. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. But, you know, if you ask me what would you recommend to take communion, I would, take, I would say take 11 bread, buy 11 bread, which is almost in every supermarket, and grape juice. And try to buy the grape juice, 100% grape juice. Thank you, Lord. And Amen. Now, also, we took oil, olive oil. I, I requested in the house that I would say that we were doing the service yesterday, that they will bring some olive oil. Thank you, Lord. Olive oil, especially the Ezra virgin olive oil from Israel, is very good to anoint, to pray over it, and then to anoint people. I, I told them, look, I have olive oil in my house. I have a, whole, a bottle that I buy, and I pray over it, and it's very anointed. I tell if, if if you touch that my bottle of oil, you, you will feel the anointing on the bottle. It's very anointed oil. And I said, here, let, bring bring some oil. Don't use the anointing oil to cook. Someone would say, man, the food may even taste better if you use it to cook. No. Don't use, remember, that everything that was used for the temple was separated from the temple. Thank you, Lord, and it was not missed. But you take olive oil, and you pray over that olive oil. You ask the Lord to anoint that oil, and, and I tell you something. The Lord will anoint that oil if you ask the Lord from all your heart to anoint that oil. And, and my goodness, that oil will be anointed. We, we tried this back in Massachusetts years ago. Hallelujah. And I tell you, I mean, if you, Noah, if you come by my house, I'll let you touch my bottle. You'll feel the anointing on that oil. It's very anointed. A lot of people that have come by my house, I have, I have touched them with that oil, and they can tell you it is anointed. It's in a very anointed oil. I have a bottle that's anointed by the Lord. I tell you, it's very powerful. I like to use that oil to, to those that doubt, that have doubt and unbelief, because it begins to, to, to come down on them when, when I touch them with that oil. I put it on the forehead. I shared yesterday with a brothers and sister that when, when Samuel anointed David, he took a whole, um, a whole, uh, I, I forgot what they, what they used to call back in the Jewish time. But it, it was a, like like a whole gallon. I mean, it's a gallon now. It's not a gallon. whole jar, a whole jar of oil. And put it over David's hand, brothers and sisters. Now, is it biblical to anoint with a lot of oil? I can show you in the word that it is. I can show you in the word that it is. Real quick, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I anointed. I share. I gave two Bible verses for anointing with oil, because you have a lot of people that don't believe in anointing with oil. Thank you, Lord. James five. 
going to go to J5 real quick, and then I'm going to move to the, to the other one. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, the Lord is so awesome. Hallelujah. He is so good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> he is so awesome. Lord, heal my throat, Lord Jesus. Clean. Clean my throat, Lord Jesus. Clean it out, Lord Jesus. By your strength, Lord. By your will, Lord. We are healed, Lord. We are healed, Lord Jesus. You, Lord, are my healer, Lord Jesus. You are the Lord that, that healeth me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are so awesome. You are so good. You are an awesome God. You are a great God. You are a good God. Let my throat be healed now by the stripe of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's in James 5. I'm looking at it right now. James 5. Thank you, Lord. Heal my throat, Jesus. Heal my throat, Lord. Heal my throat. Heal my throat, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. James 5, 14. It is any sick among you for the elder of the church, and let them pray over him, and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, anointing with oil is biblical, brothers and sisters. It's very biblical. Very, very, thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Clear my throat. Clear my throat, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, by your strength. I can feel that anointing in my throat. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, my brothers and sisters, for your prayer. Hallelujah. So anointing with oil. Anointing with oil. Very important. Hallelujah. So anointing with oil is a practice that we need to do. Thank you, Lord. Anointing with oil. Now, hallelujah. Here, here's how the anointing went about. Psalm 133. Behold, how good it is. And how commonly a thing is, brethren, to dwell in even together. Verse 2. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that runneth down upon the, the beard, even of the Aaron beard, which went down on the border of his garment. This is a high priest being anointed. The, the high priest Aaron. Look how much oil was being put on Aaron, brothers and sisters. Psalm 133, 2. Thank you, Lord. And the ointment went upon the head, ran down upon the beard, even unto Aaron's beard, bro. It just, it's so much oil. It was a whole jar. When, 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 so when Samuel anointed David, he pulled a whole jar upon David. He covered him with oil. And we have done this. We did this to a young man. Oh, my goodness, he's speaking tongues. It was so powerful. He said, oh, my goodness. We, we got together. We were fasting. We were praying. Let, let's do it biblically, we said. We had a whole jar of oil. And we said, who wants to be that, that someone who wants to be anointed like David? Thank you, Lord. Like Samuel anointed David. And the young man said, hi, I want to be used like God. Do it, do it to me. I want to. And we bought a whole jar of oil. We had over a gallon of oil. And we prayed on him. The Lord anointed our oil. was so powerful. And then we put out that oil on him and we prayed over him. Oh, man, he, he spoke in tongue. He, he got filled with the Lord. Incredibly, the Lord's using him. Until this day, he thought he'd been used by the Lord. Until we anointed him with oil. Praise the Lord Almighty. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I did a lot of people I miss that I haven't seen for years back in Massachusetts. Thank you, Lord. They really uh, want, to, want me to go out north and see me. 
I know so many pastors, so many churches up there. God, there's so many wonderful things up there. And I miss all those people. They want me to go back up there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Baptized water, I don't know about that. I know baptismal is with water. It's what I know biblically. It's with water. I don't know who's doing it with oil. Thank you, Lord. But it's with water. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And it, and it has a spiritual significance, the sea being thrown down to the bottom of the sea. Hallelujah. So water to me is uh, salt water or sea water, hallelujah, or lake water. I, I prefer that biblically, really, than river water. I know people got baptized in the Jordan River. Amen. So you can say it, it doesn't work in the river like it works in the sea. But I, I, I don't know, but I've seen people that get baptized in the sea that that get baptized in the sun right away. And so, I don't know. It, it works. It just works. We did that, too. We were, we were in a park, and, and some people wanted to be baptized who had not been baptized and said, can we do it in the lake? I mean, we were next to the sea, and we did it, and it was incredible. Praise you, Lord. I noticed I saw more miracle out of the sea than the river. I don't know if it's, but God throws us into the bottom of the, of the, of the sea. So, I think it's like more biblical, praise you, Lord. But many miracles happen in the River Jordan. We know that. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And Jesus got baptized in the, in the, in the Jordan River by John the Baptist and many other too. Praise the Lord. So they did it. It's biblical. Praise you, Lord. But I've seen a lot of miracles in the sea, the salty water. Praise the Lord. So the Lord can do anything. He can do anything. All things are possible with God. Thank you, Lord. Genesis 49, 18 says, Oh, Lord, I have waited for thy salvation. Thank you, Lord. Jacob said these words, brothers and sisters. Right out of Genesis was prophesied about Jesus. Now, what I want to say is that when we talk about Jesus, we talk about Messiah. When we talk about salvation, we talk about Messiah. One thing the rabbis know, that Messiah is salvation, is redemption, is forgiveness of sin. God is Messiah, because God said he will save his people. Thank you, Lord. Here is from one of the Jewish, through Jewish Messianic, not Messianic, hallelujah, Orthodox Jews, hallelujah, hallelujah, that Messiah, Messiah, Christ, thank you, Lord, salvation. It says, there is a long tradition of Mishrach commentary concerning the Messiah among the Jewish sayers. For example, Mishrak Ravar includes some of the following mis- Hallelujah. The Mishrak Ravar, the following passage. From the time of creation, constant reference is made by the Holy Spirit to the Messiah. I love it because it is compared Messiah, Messiah, also to compare to when the Spirit was moving. In other words, that was Messiah moving up on the water when it said the Spirit of God. That was Messiah. Messiah, hope of Israel, the Spirit of God, move upon the face of the water. That the Spirit of God means Messiah, the Messiah. Praise your Messiah, Genesis of Ramad, and that's in 2 Leviticus uh, 14. So, again, Paul says to the churches, for the Lord is the Spirit. Messiah is Spirit. So when you say Ruach HaKadosh, Holy Spirit, Messiah, it is the same person. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can I get a one or a yes if you hear me? Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are wonderful, God. Hallelujah. I believe I got sound. Hallelujah. Some people say they don't hear me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. As I was saying, we serve a wonderful God. Hallelujah. And praise Jesus, hallelujah. When we go through hard time, when we go through difficult time, hallelujah, God allows it. When we go through a bad economy, when we go through hard time with our job, and we hear from the company that we're working for that our hours are being cut, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Uh, it only means that 
God has allowed that into your life. Hallelujah. God has allowed the bad time, the bad economy. Hallelujah. Um, your money to be cut off. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. You are being tested by it. Hallelujah. And God is giving you the opportunity to grow. Hallelujah. That's what God is doing. God is giving you the opportunity to grow, to learn. Hallelujah. To reach new, new high in God, in the spirit. Hallelujah. That's what bad economy means. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And if we learn to trust God, hallelujah, through bad economy, hallelujah, when, when our business, our job are not doing well, hallelujah, we will grow in God, hallelujah, we will learn new things in God, hallelujah, we will mature in God, hallelujah, and that, this is why a lot of time God allowed bad economy, he allowed all these things, so we, because we only respond a lot of time when, when bad things happen to us. You know, when we're doing good and everything is going fine, we tend to not to pay attention to our God. Hallelujah. And not everybody, again, not everybody, hallelujah, and not, and not everybody ha has to go through bad economy. Some people during bad economy, they're doing great. Everything is going fine. That's not their test. Hallelujah. But other people, hallelujah, um, that are going to bad economy and things like that, they don't they don't do good. Their economy is being cut down. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And let me tell you what you can learn going through bad economy and hard situation in your life. Hallelujah. If you learn to trust the Lord while you're going through bad economy when things are not good in your life, hallelujah. When your paycheck is being cut, when your company reports to you that that they're gonna cut the hour, if you learn to stay faithful to God. And you give God his 10%. Remember that his 10% is his. His money is not yours. It's not mine. So it's not for us to make a decision with that 10%. So if we learn to give God his 10% in, in bad economy when our paycheck is being cut, hallelujah, what's going to happen is God is faithful, and he will remain faithful to you and your family. Hallelujah. When you learn to do that, you know, the, dev the devil can use a bad situation to make it worse. Hallelujah. And if we, hallelujah, like when he tried with Job, he tried to, 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 to use what was happening in the life of Job, hallelujah, to try to make Job to curse God. Hallelujah. And a lot of times when you're going through a hard situation in your life, a tough situation, what the devil tries to make you to deny the Lord, to curse God and walk away from God, hallelujah. That's what the enemy tries to do, hallelujah. But if you learn to trust the Lord, hallelujah, while you're going through that economy, you will definitely grow in the Lord. And then you say, Brother Elby, but what about when, when, when I only have little money coming in? What, what do I do then? I said, Brother, maintain your faithfulness to your God. Keep giving at least a little. Don't just cut like a lot of people do. Well, they cut my hour, no more 10% to God, they say. No, don't do the hallelujah. Don't do that. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because once someone is playing, someone that, that tested this, you know, and there's only one thing that God tells you in the Bible to test him, and it's in your 10%. Uh, one person said one day that, 
if you give God his 10%, God will make sure that your 90% are secure. Hallelujah. He will keep you. He will support you, hallelujah, from the 90%. And a lot of time what we do is, hallelujah, when, we, when we're going through a tough time, we cut what are given to God, and that, hallelujah, is no good. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Because then the enemy uses that against us, hallelujah, to accuse us before the Lord. And then bad things happen to us. And, and sometimes the circumstances gets even worse, hallelujah. It gets even worse in our life, hallelujah. So we can learn so much, my brothers and sisters, working with the Lord, hallelujah. Well, welcome to the Lord's Hour. Shalom, shalom to all my brothers and sisters around the world, hallelujah. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be in your life, hallelujah. I I, I feel uh, so grateful by my Lord, hallelujah, for all the people that he allowed me to meet through this program, hallelujah. And, and not only that, the wonderful thing that God is doing in people's life through this program, hallelujah. I, I got emails today of people who, who are really in deep and have gone through deep, deep trouble, I would say, and God is bringing them out, hallelujah. And they all were thanking God because of this program. God has used this program to bless their life, hallelujah, to help them come out of sin. To, connect, to help them come out of evil, hallelujah, and that is great. When you get, when I get those emails like I got today, hallelujah, it, it's really great to get those emails that, that people, hallelujah, uh, praise Jesus, hallelujah, are coming out of sin, hallelujah, listening to this program, and they feel inside of them an urgency to, to pursue holiness, hallelujah, which is, is a great, mighty thing of God, hallelujah. God is the one causing this to happen. Uh, without his help, it is impossible for us to do anything. And he has to touch people. He has to start changing people from the inside out. And then people can, can confess, they can say, look, this is what happens happening to me, hallelujah. And it's, I'm so grateful. I'm just so grateful that people are changing, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. And, 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 and it's wonderful. Well, I also got a few requests for prayer, hallelujah, for healing prayer, which I'm going to use at the end of the program. I'm going to, we're going to pray for those people who need healing, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. We've been seeing healing from the Lord, mighty healing, hallelujah, this past Saturday and Monday, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. And, and, and praise the Lord. Let me tell you what happens. to um, Remember, I, I spoke on Monday. The Lord gave me a word for two people. One of them was a young woman who, who, who actually wrote to me. And then today, I got the other man or young man write to me, hallelujah, that he is the one coming out of homosexual sin, hallelujah, and that the Lord is using this program to help him come out of that. You know, when you get those emails, you're, I mean, praise God, the Lord is doing this for his glory. He is the one changing the heart. Uh, the people, we we was actually talking about this because someone asked me on the chat room last night, hallelujah, how do, how, how do, how do we get other people like in my country to change, you know, and it's the true, hallelujah, God uses his true, his word to change people. That's what he uses, hallelujah. And the true God is so mighty, so, so mighty, hallelujah. And, and, and God uses his true when it's preached right, to change people. 
especially when we believe, because we are called to believe, we are called to have faith, hallelujah. The Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please God. So we must have faith in God, and we got to believe that, that the people that listen to this program, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah, uh, are going to be changed through the word they hear, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And this is why I ask my brothers and sisters, let's, let's be in agreement. Let's believe God that, hallelujah, he is going, hallelujah, to change people, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Uh, praise the Lord, hallelujah. I, I believe someone someone just picked the wrong uh, program to play around, hallelujah. Noble 7, would you please, hallelujah, uh, praise Jesus, hallelujah, respect the, the room, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. We, we praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This program, hallelujah, is to bless God's people. This is to talk about God, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. This is not for nothing else, hallelujah. We want to ask you to please respect that we are talking about the Word of God, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And this program is to learn from the Word of God, to share with one another, hallelujah, and grow together in the Lord, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Now, I, I have promised yesterday that we will continue to, to go on with the millennium, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, but in the book of Jeremiah. And I got caught up in other topics. We have a guest, our brother John. Hallelujah. So tonight we'll have enough time to talk about the millennium again and, and, and to bring, hallelujah, what Jeremiah saw about the new, the new, the, the new day. It calls the new day. And I want to read what, what first Peter, Second Peter 3a says. Dear friend, here is one thing you must know, must not forget. What the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So when the Lord starts talking in Jeremiah 17, praise Jesus, hallelujah, uh, uh, praise the Lord. 25 says that the king will sit on David's throne, hallelujah, will come through the gate of the city. Hallelujah, they and their officials will come riding in the chariot and horses. The people of Judah and Jerusalem will come along with them, and the city will always have hope living in. Some will come from the town of Judah. Some will come from the village around Jerusalem. Others will come from the territory of Benjamin. Others will come in front of the western hill. Still others will come from the central hill and country of the Negev and desert, and all of them will bring burnt offering and sacrifice. They will come bringing grain offering, incense, and Thanks offering. They will take all those offerings to the house. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Jeremiah 23 says, The true uh, rightful branch. Hallelujah. How terrible are we for the shepherd who lead my people uh, down the wrong path, announced the Lord. They are destroying and scattering the sheep belong to my flock. This is happening now. Hallelujah. So the Lord God of Israel speaks to the shepherd who took care of my sheep. He tells them, You have scattered my sheep. You have driven them away. You have not taken good care of them. So I will punish you for the evil things you have done, announced the Lord. Hallelujah. So if you have a ministry, you are a pastor, you need to take care of the sheep of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because that's what has been given to you, to take care of the sheep of God. Hallelujah. That is your responsibility. Hallelujah. Verse 3, I myself will gather together all 
who are left alive on my flock. I will gather them out of the country where I had driven them, and I will bring them back to their own town. There my sheep will have many lambs. Their numbers will increase. Hallelujah. I will place shepherd over them who will take good care of them. My sheep will not be afraid or terrible anymore. A number of them will be missing announced to the Lord. This is for the new hallelujah, a new day, new beginning. Which it says in verse five, a new day is coming. Announced the Lord. At that time I will rise up from David Royal Line, a true and rightful branch. He will be a king who will rule wisely, who will do what is fair and right in the land. In his day, Judah will be saved. Israel will live in safety. And the branch will be called the Lord who makes us right with himself. Jesus Christ himself will be the one running the millennium. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And he, hallelujah, will take care of his flock. He will take care of his sheep. And we are sheep of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And he promised to take care of us. Hallelujah. When this new day come. Hallelujah. And Peter says that that day is like a thousand years. Talking about the millennium. Hallelujah. Reign. Thousand year uh, uh, reign of Jesus Christ. We are going there, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And Jesus is, is uh, promising through the prophet Jeremiah that he will take care of his sheep himself. Hallelujah. That is a wonderful thing. The Lord who makes us right with himself, hallelujah, with his own presence, with his own power, he will make us right, hallelujah. And other day also are coming unto the Lord, that at that time people will no longer say the Lord brought the people out of Israel and out of Egypt, and that just as sure as he is alive. Instead, they will say the Lord brought people out of Israel and out of the land of the north. He gathered them out of the country where they had forced them to go, and that's just a sure he, he is alive. Then they will live in their own land. Hallelujah. So this is a blessing to the Jewish people, this new millennium. Hallelujah. Because 144,000, hallelujah, 12,000 out of every tribe are going to be pecked by God. Hallelujah. And, and put a seal on them. And then they will go into that new millennium. When the Lord, they will be kept in that tribulation where the enemy cannot kill them. But yes, they will be tortured like the rest of the people. They will suffer, but they will not be killed. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read to you Jacob's trouble that Jeremiah talks about it too. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 24, I will change their heart, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Then they will know that I am the Lord. They will be my people. I will be, I will be their God. They will return to me with all their heart. That is what the millennium is all about. Us turning to God with all of our heart. Hallelujah. It won't be like it is now that we have all this evil up there going on. Hallelujah. The enemy is doing so much evil up there. The enemy is going to be locked up. Hallelujah. He will be tied up with a chain. An angel is coming from heaven to tie him up and throw him in the abyss. The door of the abyss is going to be closed, hallelujah, and, and we're going to enjoy that thousand year with Christ, hallelujah. But we're also called to be obedient in that thousand years. It will be a marvelous thousand years, hallelujah. 
where I got, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So Isaiah 30 says, hallelujah, a message came to me from the Lord. He says, I am the Lord, I am the God of Israel. Write in a scroll all the word I have spoken to you. A new day is coming. Again, there goes the millennium. A new day is coming, announced the Lord. At that time, I will bring my people Israel and Judah back to where they have been taken as prisoners. I will bring them back to this, to, to this land. Loma Goa gave it to the people to have as their own, says the Lord. It will be a time of trouble for the people of Jacob. Tribulation now. He's talking about now the tribulation. I said it will be a time of trouble for the people of Jacob. That is the tribulation, the seven years. Hallelujah. But they will be saved out of it, says God. At that time, I will break the joke of their neck. Announce the Lord who rule over all. I will tear off the rope that holds them. Hallelujah. People from other land will not make them slaves anymore. Instead, they will serve me. Now, new millennium. Instead, they will serve me. And they will serve David, their king. Remember we said that David, uh, the Lord revealed to us that David is going to be the king in Jerusalem. Now, many people also say that when it says David will be their king, hallelujah, no, we know that Jesus came from the line of David, hallelujah. So a lot of people say that is Jesus. Yes, Jesus will be there, hallelujah, but David will be their king again, hallelujah, in the, in the new millennium. I will raise him up for them. Listen to what it says. I will raise him up for them. What happened to David? As we know, David died. And he was buried with his, with his, with his ancestors, the Bible said. And here the Lord said he will raise them up. So we know that Jesus is with the, at the right hand of the Father. So he don't need to be raised. The only one who, hallelujah, who is in heaven in spirit, but his body is buried, is David. So it says that David will be risen up again. Okay? Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So he will be the king again. Hallelujah. I will raise him up for them. I am the Lord their God. Hallelujah. People of Jacob, do not be afraid. You are my servant. Israel, do not be terrified, announced the Lord. And, and why did the Lord say this? Hallelujah. Because the people of Israel are going to go through the tribulation. Hallelujah. And we know that not many of them, very few, believe in the rapture. Hallelujah. And I also have said, which, uh, hallelujah, I, I looked that up, hallelujah, that the rapture is going to be a sign for the Jewish people. Hallelujah. The rapture is going to be a sign for the Jewish people. And I'm going to read that to you in the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So the rapture is not. It's not so much, it's, it is for us, hallelujah. Those that, that have, the, the bride that might have made herself ready, says Revelation, that is the rapture for, for those that have made themselves ready. But the rapture is also a sign to the Jewish people, hallelujah, of their God, hallelujah. And we're going to read the hallelujah in a few minutes, hallelujah. So as the Lord said, uh, Israel, do not be terrified, announced the Lord. You can be sure that I will save you. I will bring you out of the place far away. I will bring your children back from the land where they were taken. Your people will have peace and security again. And no one will make them afraid. I am with you. I will save you. Hallelujah. Announce the Lord. 
I will completely, and this is what I was talking about, I'm glad that I just found it. Hallelujah. I, I told people, and I felt bad because I said it and I didn't quote the Bible, but now I can say it here. Hallelujah. In Jeremiah 30, Hallelujah says here, I will completely destroy all the nations. And it's talking about all the entire nations around the world. That is what, it, what is Jeremiah prophesying there from the Lord, that God is going to destroy all the nations and the tribulation. So my question is, if you think, hallelujah, that God is going to have you stay in the tribulation, and the Bible said that God is going to destroy all the nations, so what hope would people have than, than to be murdered for the Lord? Hallelujah. They will have to be murdered for the Lord because the plan of God in this seven-year tribulation is to destroy all the nations. Hallelujah. So if we're not ready in the rapture, hallelujah, and we end up staying in the tribulation, we understand now what the Bible said. The plan of God is to destroy all the nations. Hallelujah. So the tribulation is not going to be a cookie, let me tell you. It's not going to be easy, hallelujah. It is going to be tough, hallelujah. So I will completely destroy all the nations among which I scatter you, hallelujah. And uh, another, uh, that's another sign there. I want, I, want to, I want to keep that. I'm going to underline this, hallelujah, because this is important. Now, here's, here's what it says. I will completely destroy all the nations among which I scatter you. Now, to how many nations around the world have the Jewish people having scattered over the years. Can someone please on the chat room post the nations to which the Jewish people over the years have been scattered to? Hallelujah. I, I want to see how many nations. Can someone please help me with that and post it on the chat room to how many nations had the people of Israel having scattered to? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because this is going to help people understand the Bible, the Word, the Word of God. And, and that I'm not the one making up these things. These things are in the Bible, clearly. I mean, I'm reading it in English, you know. And I'm sorry if my English is not too clear. I am sorry for that. Hallelujah. Um, uh, Luke, my, my Jesus, will you please uh, give us some names? Please, some name will help the new people, please. Hallelujah. Because it, it, it's, it's so important for us to understand the Bible. Hallelujah. And I hope my English is not too complicated. I hope people can understand what I'm reading and what I'm explaining here. Because it says in Jeremiah 30, 11, that God, hallelujah, is going to destroy all the nation, hallelujah, among which is scattered. Uh, uh, his people, the people of Israel, hallelujah. And all this is going to happen in the tribulation, hallelujah. Well, I come from the Dominican Republic, and I know some Jewish was scattered to the Dominican Republic. So we still have Jewish people over there, hallelujah. Puerto Rico, uh, Mexico, that I know, uh, Canada, um, Europe, um, France, uh, Germany, um, Spain, Hallelujah. I mean, I wish you see those names on, on, the, on the chat room because this is going to help us explain the Bible and explain what is going to happen 
in that horrible seven-year tribulation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, I will continue on when someone uh, will be putting up the names. But I will, uh, it says here to the Jewish people, but I will not de- completely destroy you. So even them, they will get some destroying happening in them. But God says, I will not completely destroy you, telling the Jewish people this. I will correct you, but I will be fair. I will punish you in a way that is fair and right, says God to the Jewish people. But everyone who destroys you will be destroyed. Hallelujah. So um, here becomes the part of Iran now. And a lot of the Arab country, hallelujah, because they 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 are planning to destroy the Jewish people. They they want to erase them from the map, okay? That's what they say, hallelujah, on television and on the Internet, that they, uh, Nadia Najjar has said publicly that he wishes to erase the Jewish people from the map, hallelujah. That's the word he used, hallelujah. So, God says in Jeremiah 30, 16, but everyone who destroys you will be destroyed. Hallelujah. So anyone planning to destroy the Jewish people, they got destruction coming upon their life. That's what's coming for them. Hallelujah. Because God will not, he will not let any nation destroy the Jewish people. That's one thing God has said through his word clearly. Hallelujah. So there's a bang what all these nations are trying. All your enemy will be forced to leave their country. Those who steal from you will be stolen from. I will take the I will take the belonging of those who take things from you. Hallelujah. So you know, uh, and, and let me tell you also another thing. You know, I I'm I'm I'm, I'm supporting, and I, I don't say this to get any credit from people. But I'm supporting now some people, some some uh, some poor children in Africa. Hallelujah! And you know, I I know there's a lot of needs in Africa. The the poor children in Africa needs help. Okay, but I asked the Lord, okay, uh, to 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 tell me, Hallelujah, what is priority? His priority are me helping the poor. Does He want me to continue to help the poor in Israel? Hallelujah. Or, or to put first the poor in Africa, okay? And the Lord says to me, I want you to give the poor in Israel the priority. I want you to put them first. You can help the poor in Africa, but I want you to support the poor in Israel, okay? And look what God says in his word. This is why it's so good to stand on the word, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Because if if, if I say, well, I'm not going to give it to the poor in, in Israel when I promise already to the Lord, I'm stealing from them. Because I already made a promise. I said I would. But I want to go back to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, there's a lot of need in Africa, Lord. You want me to send all my money there? Or you want me to uh, uh, help the, the, the poor in Israel and then send money to Africa? And the Lord says, I want you to keep Supporting the poor in Israel, hallelujah. You can help the poor in Africa, of course, but I want you to keep Israel first, hallelujah. Israel is priority to the Lord right now, hallelujah. And I ask him this, hallelujah, because, hallelujah, I like to do everything 
that the Lord, hallelujah, tells me to do, hallelujah. Because he knows everything. I don't know nothing. I learn from the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But as, uh, the Lord continues speaking here. I will make you healthy again. I will heal your wound, announced the Lord. That is because you have been thrown out. You are called Zion, the one one cares about, hallelujah. The Lord says, I will bless Jacob, Israel again. People with grace and sex again. I will show tender love to Israel. Okay, Jerusalem will be rebuilt. Look at the new. Look at the 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 uh, uh, what I seen in that in the millennium. I seen in that thousand years that Jerusalem was rebuilt again. Hallelujah! And I was amazed how beautiful Jerusalem looked. Hallelujah! And it says here in Jeremiah thirty eighteen, Jerusalem will be rebuilt again where it was destroyed. The same place, hallelujah, where it was destroyed. The same place that Jerusalem is. When it gets destroyed in, in the in the in the tribulation, because most all Jerusalem, I don't say all, please not all, but most of all Israel is going to be destroyed in the in the tribulation. And the Lord showed me, which I shared in one of the video, that when he took me one, once to the tribulation, I see nuclear weapons going up in Israel. And we know that Iran has some, and they've been lying to the nation, and they will continue to do so until they have enough where they feel comfortable to go against Israel. So to this point, hallelujah, the watchdogs are doing nothing. The UN are doing nothing, Hallelujah. It's a waste of talking money. That's why they're doing, making the 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 U.S. taxpayer in the world uh, uh, spend money for nothing because they do nothing. Hallelujah! And if they will study what's happening in, in Iran, they will know that Iran, they, their scientists are going 24 hours a day, on head on with these nuclear weapons. Hallelujah! Until they until until Najah and the Iranian people feel comfortable to bomb Israel. Hallelujah! And they will do so when they feel ready, hallelujah. And that is so so sad, hallelujah. But there's a bunch of people that Jesus promised he would take them out of here before all that comes, hallelujah. So the people, someone wrote to me, I believe it was yesterday, who had a, a revelation at the, uh, and John spoke about it too last night, of the tribulation, that there will be nuclear weapons going off in the tribulation. And this person also has seen this, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. And and it's, it's really uh, uh, important for us to know this, hallelujah, because there's going to be a lot of things going off in the tribulation, hallelujah. So the Lord says Jerusalem will be destroyed again, where will be rebuilt again where it was destroyed. The palace will stand in a proper place, hallelujah. And we know that, that the, the palace, I believe it's talking about the Temple of Solomon, hallelujah, uh, and the, the 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 Jewish people know which is the proper place where the temple to be rebuilt again, but uh, we know what is there now. This this mosque, Hallelujah! The Dome of the Rock is there, so we know that it's going. They're going to rebuild the temple in the midst of the tribulation very quick. We know, but the Dome of the Rock needs to be moved out of there somehow. And the only way that, that we can think about that it's going to be moved out of there is by being destroyed. Because the Arabs are willing to be to die for this Dome of the Rock. That is their main mosque. 
Hallelujah. Where Muhammad ascended, they believe. Hallelujah. And Muhammad, hallelujah, did not ascend anywhere. But Jesus did ascend it to, he to heaven, we know. Hallelujah. And there were many witnesses that Jesus Christ ascended to heaven from Jerusalem. The disciples were there and many other people witnessing that Jesus ascended right in front of them. Hallelujah. Where a cloud hide him. But I, we, we had no witnesses that Muhammad ascended by a story of someone, of a prophet who wrote about Muhammad, that he ascended. Hallelujah. So if we go by proof, we got more proof that they, that they do. Hallelujah. But, hallelujah, when Jerusalem was taken back again, hallelujah, it, it's been divided and back in, in the 67, 68. And, and that is no good. But we know that the temple will be revealed again for sure. Hallelujah. Let me continue to read the word of God. Hallelujah. From the place the son of people, uh, songs of people give, thank what we heard. Hallelujah. The sounds of great joy will come from there. That means the temple. I will increase their number of my people. Their number will, will not become smaller. I will bring them, them honor. People will have respect for them. Things will be as they used to be for Jacob's people. I will make their community firm and secure. I will punish everyone who treat them badly. Their leader will be one in their own people. Their ruler will be rise up from among them. I will bring him near, and he will come close to me. He will commit himself to serve me. Hallelujah. Announce the Lord. So you will be my people, and I will be your God. A storm will burst out because of the Lord burning anger. A strong wind will sweep down and the head of evil people, hallelujah. The Lord will, burning anger will turn back. They will accomplish everything. He will accomplish everything, the Lord. His heart plans to do in days to come. You will understand that, says the Lord to Jeremiah. So there's two things mentioned there. One is the tribulation, and one is the millennium. And when the Lord said he's going to establish his people, they're going to be a, a, a large number again. That will be in the millennium. Again, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. They will multiply in the millennium again. They will be large, says the number. Large number, says the Bible. Prophesy uh, Jeremiah, hallelujah. So we all know that that is in the, in the millennium, hallelujah. But in the tribulation, it's going to be awful. Because, hallelujah, just 144,000, God is going to protect, hallelujah. The rest of the people are on their own, hallelujah. And we'll have to really cry out to God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And repent back to God, hallelujah. But we know that there will be many alive, okay, about the other people when, when Jesus returns, hallelujah. Because people, Revelation says that when they see him, they will cry out, hallelujah. They will cry when they see him on the cloud, when they see Yeshua turn back to his people, to the, to the promised land, hallelujah. So all that is going to happen at the end of the seven years tribulations. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus for his mercy. Hallelujah. So then the Lord says, Hallelujah. Jeremiah 31. At that time I will be the God of all the tribe of Israel. Hallelujah. So we know that the tribe, the 12,000 12, for each tribe is going to be preserved. And God said he will be the God of them. Announce the Lord. And they will be my people. The Lord says, some of my people will live through. Some of my people will live through everything the enemy do to them. 
So this is what I was just saying a few minutes. There it is. Some of the people will live through everything that the enemy do to them. Do to them when? In the tribulation. They will find help in the desert. They will come to give peace and rest to Israel. The Lord, the Lord appears to us in the past. He says, I have loved you with a love that lasts forever. I have kept on loving you with faithful love. I will build you up again. What is that? Millennium. Millennium. The nation nation of Israel, you will be rebuilt, says God. In verse 4, hallelujah. Once again, you will use your tambourine to celebrate. You will go out and dance with joy. Millennium. Once again, you will plant vineyards. On the hills of Samaria, farmers will plant them. Hallelujah. They will enjoy their fruit. There will be a day when those in God's duty will cry out. They will stand on the hill of Ephraim. They will shout, come, let us go up to Zion. Let us go out to where the Lord God is. So right there, confirm right there that the Lord God is going to be there. Hallelujah. It's going to be there. The Lord God, which is talking about Jesus Christ, you know, a lot of people don't want to call Jesus God, but the but Jeremiah call him God. Jeremiah call him God. The Lord God says Jeremiah to Jesus. Hallelujah. Because we know Jesus is the one, according to Revelation, who is going to be in Jerusalem in the millennium. Okay? And according to Isaiah, according to Ezekiel, and according to Jeremiah. And according to, to Psalms, too. Hallelujah. So we know that for a fact, and, it, and it, he is being called God. Hallelujah. Many people say, well, Jesus is just the son of God. You cannot call Jesus God. But, I, you know, if I don't call him God, the Bible calls him God. And the Bible is the truth. It's the word of God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the Lord says, sing with, with joy because of the people of Jacob are blessed. Child, because the Lord has made them a great nation. Make your praise heard. Say, Lord, save your people. Save the people who are left alive in Israel. I will bring them from the land of the north. I will gather them from the end of the earth to the other. Even those who are blind, those who can walk, will be among them. Praying woman and women having their babies will be among them also. A large number will return. Their eyes will be filled with tears as they come. They will pray. They will pray as I, as I bring them back. I will lead them beside a stream of water. I will lead them on a level path where they will not strip or fall. I am Israel Father. Look what the Lord says. I am Israel Father. I'm Ephraim is my other son. Listen to my message, you nation. Announce it on the shore far away. He says, he, he who scattered Israel will guide them. He will watch over his flock like a shepherd. I will set the people of Jacob free. I will save them from those who are stronger than they are. They will come and shout for joy among Zion. They will be joyful because of everything I have given them. I give them grain, olive oil, and fresh wine. Thank you, Jesus. I gave them the young animal of their flock and herd. Israel will be like a garden that has plenty of water. And they will not be sad anymore. The young woman will dance and be glad. 
And so be so so also will be the men, young and all alike. I will turn their sorrow into gladness. I will comfort them. I will give them joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priest. I will give them more than enough. I will and my people will be filled with good things. I give them, announce the Lord. Hallelujah. Imagine that. Imagine all the goodness of the Lord in that millennium, my brothers and sisters. One mighty promise he's given to his people. This is why he is worthy to be worshipped. This is why he is worthy to be trusted. And we got to trust the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. No matter what is going on around us, we can trust the Lord. Hallelujah. And our things get tougher. Our things get harder. Hallelujah. All we need to do is trust the Lord even more. Because he is faithful. And he is not going to let you and I down. Hallelujah. We will not be ashamed if we trust the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he is faithful God. And he is faithful to his people. Faithful, says the Bible, is the one who says on the throne, I will be back. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. My soul.
Wonderful God is faithful, hallelujah. We can trust him because he is faithful, God, hallelujah. And he will keep his promise to his people, hallelujah, that he has made to, hallelujah. Now, I, I mentioned before, hallelujah, that, that the rapture is, is a sign, will be a sign for the Jewish people. And I want to read to you Jeremiah 7, verse 34. And we read that we, we read about the we read about the rapture in, in Matthew twenty five about the bridegroom. Hallelujah. Look what it says, Hallelujah, in Jeremiah seven thirty four. I will put an end to the sound of joy and gladness. Hallelujah. The voice of the bridegroom, Hallelujah, of the groom, the bride and groom will not be heard anymore. They will find Hallelujah. There. There will be not be any sound of joy in, town, in the town of Judah and in the street of Jerusalem. The land will become deserted. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 69. I am the Lord who rule over it all. I am the God of Israel. I'm telling you, in your days I will judge your people. Tribulation. Tribulation, people. Listen carefully. You will see it with your own eyes. I will put an end to the sound of joy and gladness. Here in Jerusalem, the voice of the bride and groom will not be heard anymore. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Jeremiah 25, 10. I will put an end to the sound of joy and gladness. Put an end to the voice of the bridegroom, her bride and groom. Hallelujah. The sound of grinding in millstone will not be heard anymore. And the lamb will not be lifted anymore. Hallelujah. Tribulation. Tribulation. Listen now. Hallelujah. Revelation 18:24, the light of the Lamb will never shine on you again. The voice of the, of the bride and groom will never be heard on you again. Your traitor were among you of the world, most important people. By your magic and spell, all the nations were left down the wrong path. Hallelujah. So talking about Babylon here too, hallelujah. And the bridegroom, hallelujah, he will not be heard on the street anymore. Praise Jesus. The rapture is a sign to the Jewish people. They will know that when all these people disappear, they know that there's only Yahweh. Yahweh, hallelujah. There is no other God but Yahweh, hallelujah. So when Yahweh takes these people out of here in the rapture, it's a sign according to Jeremiah. Because the sound of the bridegroom is not going to be heard anymore among them. When they see, they're going to think that God has left them. Like it says in Isaiah, I have not abandoned you. In Jeremiah, I read it to you before. I have not abandoned because they're going to feel abandoned by God in the tribulation. And Jacob will be in trouble. Hallelujah. He will be wounded. But the Lord says, I will say Jacob again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, um, yes, you will hear uh, some people say that the rapture is not biblical. But even I'm showing you the evidence that Matthew 25, hallelujah, the, the parable of the ten virgins is talking about the rapture. And that is quoted in Jeremiah, Isaiah, and all the prophets. Hallelujah. It's a sign to the Jewish people. And they will know. They will feel abandoned by God 
Hallelujah. Because God has taken those people, and God is like is not with them anymore. They're going to feel abandoned. Hallelujah. But God is going to save them because the Lord is returning. Hallelujah. And the end of the seven years. And where is the Lord returning to? He's returning to Israel again on the end of the seven years. I seen this, and it was wonderful. The Lord took me out one night into the into the tribulation just by the ending, I believe it was. And and I saw that when 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 Jerusalem was was when Jesus had come down to Jerusalem and where all the nation uh, were going there in the in the place called Armageddon, okay, and and all the country were gathering to bomb that place, and and they were launching nuclear weapon, and and I seen Hallelujah country, I seen the flag of some country on the plains, uh, bombing which one was I believe China, Japan. And all these Arab countries where they're bombing uh, that place in Armageddon. Hallelujah. So that place is going to be horrible, horrible. Uh, and there will be a lot of trouble going on over there for Jacob. But the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be there. The Messiah is coming back. Their God who loves them very much and who is going to fight for them for sure. And that's what we read in from Jeremiah. Hallelujah. The, their God is has not abandoned them. Hallelujah. And he will fight for them. He will fight for his people. Hallelujah. He will not abandon his people. Hallelujah. For sure. And and, and they can trust the Lord that he will fight. The Lord says, Jeremiah 30, a voice is heard in Ramah, and a sound cry in the deep darkness. Rachel is crying over her children. She refused to be comforted because they are gone. The Lord says, do not sober anymore. Do not let tears fall down from your eyes. I will reward you for your work. Announce the Lord. Your children will return from the land of the enemy. I will. I'm so. I'm giving you hope for the year to come. Hallelujah. And you know that's kind of the hope too that many, many more people in the tribulation will return to Israel for sure. More Jewish people. We know that many have returned now, but many more are still returning. Announce the Lord. Your children will return. To their own land in Jeremiah 30:17. I have heard the groan of Ephraim people. They say you corrected us like a calf. You were training, and we have been trained. Bring us back to you, Hallelujah, and we will come back. You are the Lord. You are the Lord our God. They say to the Messiah, after we wander away from you, we turn away from our sin. After we learn our lesson. We we be our own chest in sorrow. Hallelujah. We were full of shame. That's all in the tribulation, my brothers and sisters. What we did when we were young brought dishonor on us. And are the people of Ephraim are my dear children. Aren't they the children that I take delight in? I often speak against them, but I still remember them. So my heart longs for them. I love them with a tender love, announced the Lord. The Lord said, put up Rome, a row sign, signs, set up stone to show the way. Look carefully to the highway. Look for the road you will take. Return, my people of, uh, of Israel. Return to your own town. How long will you wander? You people who are not, a, uh, uh, who are not faith, faithful to me, I will create a new thing on the earth. A woman will God, amen. The Lord who rule over all is the God of Israel. He says, I will bring them back from the place where they have, were taken, the people of Judah in a town, 
will say once again, Holy Temple in Jerusalem. May the Lord bless you, Secret Mountain. May he bless you. Hallelujah. People will live together in Judah in all the town. Farmer and shepherd will live there. I will give rest to those who are tired. I will satisfy those who are weak. When I heard that, I woke up and looked around. My, my sleep had been pleasant. The Lord announced that they are coming. When I will plant the nation of Israel in Judah again, I will plant, plant it with children of young animals. Hallelujah. So why, you know, why is the Lord saying all this? Hallelujah. First he says, hallelujah, that they will feel abandoned. And that's what they're going to feel in that tribulation, seven-year tribulation. They're going to feel abandoned. They're going to believe that the bridegroom have abandoned. Their God, their bridegroom, have abandoned, says the prophet. Hallelujah. But God had not abandoned them. He, he said he will hide from them for a while. That's what God says. I will hide myself from them. And that is the tribulation. God is going to hide from them for a little while. Hallelujah. And then he will show himself to them. And they and they and they will see the Lord, the Messiah, come from from the cloud where John the Apostle said, Oh I will see him. Hallelujah. And they will mourn over him. They will cry, like the prophet Jeremiah said. They will cry when they see their God come. Hallelujah. When they see their God coming, their Messiah coming. They will cry for him. Hallelujah. They will mourn. Hallelujah. Why? Because he hide him from them for a while. He hide from them in those seven years. And, and, and they felt like abandoned, they said. They felt hurt. They were, they were wounded, says God. But I will cure the wound. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And, and you know, that tribul seven year tribulation is going to be horrible. Hallelujah. But the bridegroom who took thousands of people, maybe millions, up to the cloud, hallelujah, and the rapture, hallelujah, is going to return again. Hallelujah. Yes, he, he's going to hide himself for a little while from Israel, but he it's because he's up there and uh, celebrating a wedding supper with his people that he took up. But he's still watching over Israel. He says it very clear. I'm still watching over them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. But there will be a celebration of a rapture going on up there. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And that is Matthew 20, 25, 1. You know, the parable of the ten virgins. That is where people are going to. Hallelujah. He's going to come like a thief in the night to take his people up. Hallelujah. And Israel is going to feel abandoned when this rapture happens. But they know that the Almighty did this. Hallelujah. It's a sign for them. It's clearly a sign because they're going to feel abandoned. Hallelujah. No more, no more the voice of the bridegroom were here on the streets. Well, you know, they're not going to hear the Lord for seven years. Hallelujah. And God says, I hide myself from you. So that, that is the tribulation that is coming. Hallelujah. Which Daniel says in chapter, in chapter 12, Daniel, hallelujah, that three and a half year, in the midst of the three and a half year, Hallelujah. They're going to reveal the temple again in times of trouble, which Jesus prophesied too in, in, in Matthew 24, 15. Hallelujah. And, 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 and they're going to reveal the temple. Hallelujah. But the, the wicked one, the evil one, the Antichrist, as we know it, is going to enter Jerusalem again. It's going to set in the temple a Solomon. And the Jewish people know, like, like I was reading to you in Jeremiah, they know that where the Dome of the Rock is, 
That is the place at the prior temple of Solomon. When Solomon built his temple west in the Dome of the Rock, and when Herod the Great built the temple again, rebuilt it again, was in the Dome of the Rock. That is the place. Hallelujah. And so that Dome of the Rock needs to be moved out of there or destroyed. Hallelujah. And because the 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 the, the, the Arab believe that that was Muhammad ascended, which there's no proof of that, but we got proof that Jesus ascended in Jerusalem for sure, in the sight of all, all his disciples. Hallelujah. We have witnesses there, but we have no witnesses that Muhammad ascended in the Dome of the Rock. But these Arabs believe so, so they're willing to give their life for that place over there. So the Jewish people, in order to rebuild the temple there, which is going to be rebuilt in the midst of the tribulation, in the middle of three and a half years, or, or, or after the three and a half years, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And then it says, bless us how those who wait after the 1,332 days, which is three and a half years again. And someone says it's a little bit more than the seven years, but, you know, uh, that's what we have. That's what we have. We cannot have the math. We can do the math. We did it the other night. And we came to conclude that it was a little bit more than seven years. But seven years is the time after tribulation. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So please continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Praise so God will protect them from their enemy. It's very important that we stay praying for them. God loves these people. Hallelujah. And God will continue to bless them. They are God's people. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And God has wonderful uh, plan for them. Hallelujah. And he's going to save them. Um, I just read in Jeremiah that beyond the 144,000, there will be many, says Jeremiah, that will go through through the tribulation right to the end of the seven year. So, And I believe there will also be a lot of uh, Gentiles. You know, at one time, I want to share this. At one time, um, I don't know how many of you have read about the two witnesses, which one is Elisha and the one is, and the other one we believe is Enoch. Hallelujah. Well, I seen Elisha in the tribulation at one time. A few years ago, the Lord took me in the tribulation, and I, and I seen Elisha, the, the prophet. And, and the way I, 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 I remember Elisha, according to the Bible, was because of the clothing he had. And someone can probably look that up and post it on the chat room, the clothing that Elisha had, however, that he used to wear. And I also compare that to John the Baptist, because Jesus said when, he, when, when, when I asked him about the, the John the Baptist, he says, Elisha had already come. Okay, so John the Baptist also dressed in the same way that Elisha did dress too, hallelujah. I believe it was... It was um, Cheap clothing, something like that. But I, I seen Elijah return back, and I, and, I, and I knew for the understanding from the Lord that that was Elijah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. I did not see Enoch, but I did see Elijah. Hallelujah. And, and the, Enoch must have been around there too. But I noticed that Elijah was preaching with such a love. He, he was, there were people in the tribulation who were really hurting and crying and desperate, and I see when Elisha uh, lay hand and put his put his hand on people's shoulder, talking to them, telling them about the Lord and giving them hope, hope, Hallelujah! And it was it was it was really you know it, there was a lot of destruction going around, 
Hallelujah. When I seen Elijah uh, talking to the people, Hallelujah. Came uh, camel hair. That's that's what I meant to say. Can you quote the Bible verse where it talks about it, please? Just for the, for the people, Hallelujah, that are listening. So Elijah. I seen him dressed like that, and, and and when the Lord showed him to me in the tribulation, hallelujah. And I don't know if the Lord maybe showed me the clothing this way because it's biblical, and because I read it in the Bible. And so when I seen him, I was able to recognize him because of his of his clothing he had, hallelujah. Yes, exactly like that. He had that. He had those clothing on, and maybe it could be something spiritual that the Lord showed me to him. But I could see. Excuse me, I could see him physically uh, talking to the people and walking around the distraction, but he was fully aware of what's happening in, in that Jacob's trouble. And, you know, and even a lot of the Jewish people, um, they talk about Jacob's trouble. They talk about the tribulation, but they don't compare it to, to Jacob. So they do understand it because it's in Daniel chapter 12. The seven-year tribulation, so they they read Daniel for sure, so they understand it according to Daniel, but they don't understand it according to John, Hallelujah. But the desolation and abomination that that Daniel spoke about, which was prophesied by Jesus, okay, uh, is talking that is the Antichrist, the Antichrist going to Jerusalem and setting in the temple that they're going to rebuild again which is called the Temple of Solomon, or the Temple of Herod, Herod the Great, hallelujah. So, praise Jesus, hallelujah. And they already have all the map, they have um, almost all the, all the um, what do you call it, all the temple um, vessels and, and utilities and, 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 and tables and, and all, the, all the temple, uh, the, all the things that the temple had in, inside, they already have all, the, all these things ready to go. So when they rebuilt the temple, there's a company in Israel, a Jewish company who had taken charge of these things, and they got a lot of golden uh, cups and bags and, and and golden things, uh, table stand, and all that. Hallelujah for the for the temple of Solomon. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you know, so John the Baptist and, and, and Elijah, uh, they they both wear the same clothing practically. Hallelujah. I don't know if Elijah ate locusts and wild milk and wild honey, but we know that when Elijah was sent to the widow's house, he ate uh, um, what she had, which I believe was flour and oil, I believe it was. Hallelujah. And she cooked that, and Elijah ate that. So Elijah must have ate different, uh, more different food than, 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 than John the Baptist. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, all the, all, the, all the golden candlestick, they have all those things ready to go for the new temple of Solomon. And they're going to, to they're planning to build this temple. And Jesus prophesied that, uh, he, he prophesied what Daniel prophesied, that the temple will be revealed in times of trouble, in the midst of the tribulation, the midst of the middle of the three and a half years. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And, 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 and 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 so we know that in the place is the Dome of the Rock. So they're going, things are going to happen. And like I said, um, I I don't believe because the Bible don't talks about it. There will be nuclear weapon going on in Jerusalem, but outside Israel, where it's called um, Armageddon, Hallelujah, there will be nuclear weapon going off over there. I seen it 
when the Lord took me once to the tribulation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So a lot of people that, who don't believe in the rapture don't understand the Bible. They really don't understand the Bible. Because when, when, when Jeremiah says that, hallelujah, that boy, the voice of the bridegroom is not going to be heard anymore, the voice of God, the voice, and God says in, in, in Isaiah that I am the bridegroom. He says that in Isaiah. Let me see if I can find it real quick because I have a, I'm preparing, I'm, I'm going through all the Bible where it says, where it talks about the rapture everywhere in the Bible so I can share it with people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me, I'm going to open the, the, the Bible study that I'm, that I'm putting together. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. What God says he is. Hallelujah. Uh, the bridegroom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me see if I if I have all. Praise the Lord. Because I, I have um, a different Bible study in regard to this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So in Isaiah, Isaiah 62, I said, say, young men get married to a young woman. Your people will marry you as a groom. It's happy with his bride. I will be full of joy over you. So there the Lord said, he is the bridegroom there. He is the groom. Clearly, Isaiah 65, 62, 5. Hallelujah. And I have a lot of more verses about that. I'm putting a rapture together throughout all the Bible where the Bible talks about the rapture. The caught up in the air. Hallelujah. I'm doing that, and I want to keep all the verses very secure because I want to share this with people. I'm going to start from Genesis all the way to Revelation throughout all the Bible. Okay? I'm putting a rapture Bible study together. I'm going to see if I have it ready for next week. Hallelujah. I started last night. Hallelujah. I already have a few verses, but I started last night, and I have a lot of verses where it talks about the the rapture, hallelujah, in the Bible, the bridegroom, God marrying his people, his children, okay? Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So you see how important the rapture is. It's biblical. It's all over the Bible, hallelujah. And I'm going to all the people who don't believe in the rapture to make it very clear to them, hallelujah. Matthew 25 talks about Jesus being the bridegroom. Hallelujah. Revelation 19, 20, and 21 talks about the bridegroom. Hallelujah. Jesus marrying his people. So when I bring, when I put all this together, I'm going to share with people. I'm going to start from Genesis. So you know, hallelujah. Next week, hopefully I'll have it done next week because I'm going through all, all the other Bible, uh, looking these verses up and, and, and making sure I don't forget anything because there's like three or four times in, in and even more that talks about the rapture, just in, in Genesis, just in Genesis, three or four times or more talks about the rapture in Genesis. Praise God. And I don't want to miss none of the verses, okay? So we can talk about it and discuss them because it's very important, hallelujah, that we understand that the, the rapture is really a special event where we, if we are ready, we're going to be caught out with Jesus. And he coming like a thief in the night. And the thief in the night, no one sees him. He comes in the middle of the night when, when you are not awake, you are sleeping. He comes to steal to your house when you are not awake, when no one is watching. He comes. That's how Jesus said he's coming for his bride. Okay? Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. And in his second coming, the Bible said, all eyes will see him. All eyes. So the second coming and the rapture, they are totally different. Totally, totally different. Because in the rapture, no one sees him. In the second coming, everyone sees him. You see the difference? It's totally, totally different. You cannot compare the rapture with the second coming. The cut up in the air with the second coming. I'm going to go throughout the whole Bible and show you. They are totally different. If you don't understand the rapture, you might want to stay tuned next week when, when I have this Bible study together because we're going to go deep into the rapture and show people in the Bible every time God says he will take his people out of here. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. It's such a special event, and God definitely will want to uh, speak it to his prophet, tell his people through his prophet that this event will happen. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hope after that. I will not get much question about the rapture. Hope that that topic of the rapture will be very clear. You know, and I know that, that, uh, that Dr. Arwood, Arwood put a Bible study about the rapture and gave a lot of Bible verses, and he explained it so well. He has like a three-hour study about the rapture, and he went through a lot, he's, I believe, a lot of verses in the New Testament, which I'm also I'm going to add to that Bible study. So people will know that it's totally biblical. Hallelujah. And it's not to be compared with nothing else. And I'm also going to explain to you why is the cut up in the air called the rapture. We're also going to research the word rapture, where did that word came out, and why the word rapture has been, has been used, and even God talks about the rapture. Hallelujah. Why is it so important? That that word is put together as one word. Hallelujah. But thank you, Jesus. So hope next week this topic we we can put it behind and we just wait on the Lord and we completely understand what the Bible said. And I'm and I'm gonna show you this not what LV says, it's what the Bible says. Okay? And I'm trying to make that clear. That's why I brought you that study last night about the seven years, and I asked the people to join me and so what I also do. When I bring that rapture study to, I will have you join me, and I will ask you questions, and you will hear, you will answer your own question. Okay, so we we all will be clear about it. In this, in this, in this, you know, you will understand what I understand. You will read what I read. Hallelujah! And you will come to the same conclusion about the Word of God that I come to. I'm going to ask you. You read it. You you look at it, what it says, does it really mean what it says? Do you really understand what it says? And all that, and, and, and we're going to ask the Lord to give us wisdom while we're doing the hallelujah. So we can put it behind, and that doubt that the enemy is putting on people's mind will definitely go away. No more doubt about the rapture. No more question about the rapture. We want to be clear about it, hallelujah, and we want to put it behind I hope, I hope, I hope that uh, going through the seven-year tribulation, which I didn't finish it completely, uh, hallelujah, when I I, start, I began that study last night, because I didn't want to cut the millennium short, the study about the millennium. And there's still a lot of prophets that spoke about the millennium, and I haven't gone through them yet. But I just want to explain what I'm reading so we know where we are, so we know that we are standing on the Word of God, and that this is not an imagination 
or a conclusion or, or no. It's, it's, it's what the Word of God says. That's what it is. It is what it is. It is what God spoke through his prophet. And God do not lie. Hallelujah. And we are not crazy neither. We know what we're reading. Hallelujah. And we know that is the word of God. Hallelujah. So let me close this, this, this study about the rapture. I don't want to do it today. Hallelujah. I want to finish it. I want to put it together nice and neat. And, and I want to explain it well. Let me continue with the millennium. Hallelujah. Verse 27 of Jeremiah 30 says, The Lord announced that they are coming when I will plant the nation of Israel in Judah again. I will plant it with, with children and young animals. I wash over Israel and Judah to pull them out by the root and store them down. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. In those days, people will no, will no longer say, The Father has eaten your sore grapes. The children have bitter, uh, bitter and taste in their mouth. Hallelujah. Instead, everyone, hallelujah. Look look at this. And this is talking about the millennium. Instead, everyone will die for their own sin. No one who eats whole grave will taste how bitter they are. Hallelujah. A new day is coming, announced the Lord. Hallelujah. I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel. I will also make it with the people of Judah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It will not be like the covenant I made with them long ago. Hallelujah. That was when I took them by the hand, I led them out of Egypt. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They, But they broke my covenant. They did it even though I was like a husband to them. Listen to this. Listen to this carefully here. But they broke my covenant. They did it even though I was a husband to them. Let me underline the word husband there. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. People of God, I mean, I, 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 I open the Bible and I see all these things so clear, you know. And I, 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 nothing there I question. I just read and it's there. Hallelujah. This is the covenant I will make with Israel at that time. Announce the Lord. I will put my law on their mind. I will write on their heart and I will be their God. Hallelujah. And they will be my people. Hallelujah. A man will not need to to teach his neighbor anymore. And he will not need to teach his friend anymore. He will not say, hallelujah, he will not say, know the Lord. Everyone will know me. From the least important of them to the most, to the least important of them to the most important of all of them will know me. Now, we're talking about the millennium. Everybody in the millennium will know the Lord. They all will not the Lord. And like I said, I sing in the millennium. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. I sing in the millennium. Um, huge colleges. And they were teaching the word of God. Okay? So a lot of people, if they want to get more knowledge of God, I, and I also see the teachers. that, that This is one of the great things. I sing holy, holy redeemed that came from heaven, from heaven and angels who were teaching the people Hallelujah, the word of God in these colleges. So the word from God that you are going to get is going to be a very pure word. No more confusion or, or question or doubt about this or that. No, you're going to get straight knowledge from God through these people. And that's what the Lord is, is announcing here through Jeremiah. My people will know me. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. No more confusion. No more doubt. No more this. No more that. 
All that is going to be things of the past. In that new millennium, we're going to have that privilege to learn about God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me continue here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will forget their evil ways. I will not remember their sins anymore. The Lord speak. He makes the sun shine by day. He orders the moon and stars to shine by night. He stirred up the ocean. He made a wave a roar. His name is the Lord who rule over all. Hallelujah. Suppose my order for creation disappear from my sight, announced the Lord. Only then, only then will the people of Israel stop being a nation in my sight. Hallelujah. The Lord says, suppose the sky above could be measured. Suppose the foundation of the earth below could be completely discovered. Only then will I turn to the people of Israel away. I will turn the people of Israel away. Hallelujah. Even though they have not committed many sins, I will still accept them. I will still accept them, announced the Lord. What a beautiful day. But a new day is coming, says the prophet uh, Jeremiah. Hallelujah. A new day. That is very important that we know that the new, that new day that the Jeremiah is talking about is the 1,000-year reign of Jesus Christ back on earth again. Hallelujah. Where you and I, many of us, are coming down again to reign with Christ. For that thousand years. Hallelujah. And we're going to rejoice. Jeremiah said we're going to shout for joy. We're going to dance with tambourine. It's going to be a great celebration on the earth again. When Jesus the Messiah returns again. To rebuild the earth again. Rebuild Jerusalem again. And Jerusalem is going to be beautiful. Beautiful. I've seen it. I spoke with someone this week who also has seen Jerusalem when it gets rebuilt in the millennium again. It's going to be the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's going to shine like the sun, the Bible said. That's how Jerusalem is going to shine, hallelujah. It's going to be made beautiful, hallelujah. Because God has promises, hallelujah. Look what it says, hallelujah, in verse 38, a new day is coming, announced the Lord. At that time, Jerusalem will be rebuilt for me. Look what the Lord said. Jerusalem will be rebuilt for him. It will be rebuilt from the tower Hanamel, at Hananel to the corner gate. The measuring line will reach out from the from there. I will go straight to the hill of Garet. Then it will be turned and reach as far as Goan. Goan, hallelujah. There is a valley where the dead body and not just a throne, hallelujah, which is called the place of Amagerum. The whole valley will be holy to me. The side of the kingdom valley east of the city will be holy to me. It will be holy all the way to the corner of the horse gate. The city will never again be pulled out by the roof. It will never be destroyed. Listen to that. Jerusalem is not going to be destroyed again. Once the Lord rebuilds it again in the new millennium, hallelujah, it will stay that way, hallelujah. So it's going to be wonderful, people of God. That is where we need to be, hallelujah. And I seen people uh, visiting Jerusalem in the millennium, and they were like, it was like a, a, a band, a band full of people, hallelujah. Uh, it, it looked like a school bus, but it wasn't a school bus. It, it was something built very nice, hallelujah. One of, like one of those tourist bus, okay, uh, built to, for people to go to Jerusalem. It was, you know, it was Beautiful. And people, I could see the joy on people's face and the admiration they have for the city. Their faces was full of joy and gladness. 
and how the Lord had built Jerusalem so beautiful again, hallelujah. And I could see all the angels of the Lord in Jerusalem, uh, all around Jerusalem, protecting Jerusalem again. They were, the prophet said, no sin will be found in that city again. No sin. So, hallelujah. Uh, there will be angels at the checkpoint of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Imagine that. We got, we got people now, the Jewish people protecting Jerusalem now, hallelujah. In the new millennium, there will be angels at the checkpoint. Hallelujah. You, you must, you must um, be checked by an angel. An angel is going to allow you whether you can go in or not. I've seen that in the new millennium. It's going to be wonderful, people of God. Hallelujah. The Lord Almighty is going to do the hallelujah. And no sin will be found in that city. That city will be total holy. Hallelujah for the Lord. And why is it? Because Jesus is going to dwell in Jerusalem. His kingdom will be in Jerusalem. It's in the Bible too. Clearly his throne will be established, the Bible said, in Jerusalem again in that new day that the Bible talks about, which Peter says like a thousand years. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So uh, they are always going to happen right after the seven-year tribulation when the Lord comes in the cloud and every eye will see him and they will mourn over him. Hallelujah. And Israel will know that their Messiah, their bridegroom, hallelujah, is returning again and giving them hope again. Hallelujah. But the bridegroom, before that happens, is going to come like a thief in the night to take millions of people up to heaven. Hallelujah. For a, for a celebration. Hallelujah. Pray, Jesus. I hide myself from you for a while, says, says the Lord. The Messiah, talking about Israel, I hide myself from you for a little while. Seven years is a little while when the Messiah will hide from them. Hallelujah. It will be very sad for Jacob. Jacob 12, the Bible talks about. Hallelujah. When the Messiah is going to hide from them for seven years. Hallelujah. And I know there's people in Israel right now listening to this program because I got faithful listeners in Israel who listen to the program almost every day. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And I say shalom, shalom. Continue to trust in, in the Messiah Jesus. And know that the Messiah Jesus, hallelujah, it's, it's taken, it's taken a, 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 according to Matthew 25, hallelujah, a bridegroom like a thief in the night, hallelujah. Nothing to do with the promise to Israel, which is going to be kept from, from Jacob's trouble. Uh, the Jewish people are going to be protected. Jesus, the Lord says, I will protect them. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And it's a great promise there. Hallelujah. So we can hope on the promise of the Lord. And even if, if, if people listening to me in Israel, hallelujah, they believe in the Messiah, but they don't believe in, in, in the rapture, and they end up staying for the tribulation, which I'm, you know, I'm not the judge of that, but the Lord, they told me that. If I didn't believe in the rapture, I will not be going with him up in the rapture. And the reason the Lord said to me, his rapture is very, very biblical. And it's all over his word. And his people will seek him. He will show him the rapture. He will show them the rapture in his word. That, that, those were the word of the Lord to me when he, was, when he was right there talking to me. That if people will seek him about the rapture, hallelujah, he will show it to them through the word, through his word, hallelujah. So the problem is with people, they are seeking other people who are against the rapture, who is not teaching about the rapture. And they're not seeking the Lord. But the Lord told me they will seek him. He will show, 
He will show them in the Bible that his rapture is biblical. That is totally biblical. The cut up in the air is totally biblical. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and you want to have Yeshua, Rabbi Jesus, Rabbi Yeshua, teach you the word. Hallelujah. He always meant, and I'm going to tell you this, and it's biblical. Jesus always meant to be our teacher. Hallelujah. Our king. Remember when the, when the people of Israel wanted to have a king, hallelujah, back in, in Samuel, hallelujah, and, and in King, they wanted to have a king like all, all other nations. And God spoke through Samuel to the people that he was their king, hallelujah, that, that, that he was their king, the Lord was their king. But they, they continued to tell God, we want a king. All the other nations have a king. We want to have a king. Hallelujah. So God allowed them to have a king, which was not the will of God. Okay? So God gave them Saul. And we know how disobedient King Saul was. He was the first king of the Jewish people. And he brought so much headache to the people. One of the things is, hallelujah, was that their enemy, hallelujah, seemed to be stronger than them. And God was not fighting for after so disobeyed God, hallelujah, for the Jewish people anymore, hallelujah. The Philistines, hallelujah, were making their life impossible, were giving them so much headache, hallelujah, was making them to be so ashamed, were threatening them so much, hallelujah. And, and the people, you know, said to Samuel, we want a king, we want a king. Samuel spoke with God. God, God spoke with Samuel, in other words, and told him that, you know, and he, okay, all right, go anoint, anoint this king, go anoint this man. He went and anointed uh, Saul, and, and it was so horrible, hallelujah. But God had mercy on the people, so God, hallelujah, then chose a king according to his own heart, which we know was King David. King David was later the king chosen by God according to his own heart for their people, hallelujah. So God, the Lord, wants to be our king. He wants to be our rabbi, okay? Even Jesus said not to call any, any other one rabbi, hallelujah, but to call him rabbi, okay? So he wants to be our rabbi, our teacher. He wants to be our king, our Lord and Lord, and our king of king, hallelujah. He wants to be our God, hallelujah. He, told, he said, I will be your God, and you will be my people, okay? Praise God. How do we miss um, not understanding what the Lord says? Because we don't seek out the Lord to teach us. I remember when the Lord says, I'm going to take you, my son, out of the church system. I want you to stay home, pray fast, and read my word. And I will teach you my word. I will teach it to you, my son. And I was, Lord, but, you know, Lord, it's not common for someone to leave the church, Lord, you know, the system teaches us down here, Lord, that we we got to go to church or, or we're crazy. It's out of the mind, Lord. And the Lord says to me, didn't I told Jeremiah, didn't I separate Jeremiah and Isaiah and all, the, and all of them and Elisha? Didn't I separate them from the people? I shut up after that. Yeah, Lord, you're right. You, you did that, that with them. So I'm separating you two from the church system, he says to me. You know, I don't got nothing against the churches like a lot of people do. But I'm telling you what the Lord says to me. Hallelujah. Which, which it was very hard for me in the beginning when the Lord told me to get out. He would, he would teach me. 
Hallelujah. And I remember going into the Word with the Lord and asked the Lord, please teach me, Lord. Please, hallelujah. You're the greater rabbi. Please teach me your word. And I was sat there reading about the Bible on my hand. Hallelujah. And I and I and the Lord would start teaching me the word. And I was so amazed. I was like, I never re- read the word that way, Lord. Never. I never read it like that. Oh my goodness, Lord. He was giving me such a knowledge out of his word. It was all there. Any question that I had about the word, it was all there. The Lord was just going through through the word with me. And he was teaching me the word. And I was like, wow. And why do we have so much question and argument and all that about the about the word? And the Lord says, I, I want you to listen to me. I'm going to get out of you all the false teaching. I want you to repent all the false teaching you have on you. And the Lord says, you have a lot of false teaching, my son. And you need to start repenting those. And then I started repenting all my false teaching before the Lord every day. I, I would... I, in my prayer, I would tell the Lord, please, Lord, please. And the Lord would, would let me know how my false teaching was coming out of me. And I could feel it like a river of water, dark water, just coming out of my head and out of my life. And the Lord would, would, I would ask the Lord, but Lord, who taught me that? And I said, he would show me. This person in the church that day, when they brought that Bible study, all that false teaching, you getting all that false teaching, my son. You could not hear me. You could not pay attention to me. Hallelujah. When I talk to you, you will not listen to me because of all the false teaching you have on you. And I, will, I want to remind people of that because the Lord told me this. Okay? If you have a lot of false teaching, you're not going to hear the Lord. Hallelujah. That false teaching, hallelujah, is like a war between you and hearing the Lord. Truly receiving the true word from the Lord. Hallelujah. All, all that false teaching, hallelujah, is making you sin. Hallelujah. It's making you not believe in the Lord. Hallelujah. It's making you not trust the Lord. Hallelujah. So it's very important, hallelujah, that you, and, and I say that, listen, I have a great pastor, a friend of mine, hallelujah, who I respect, and I still respect them and all that, hallelujah. But the, the fact of the matter is that they have a lot of false teaching, a lot, Hallelujah. And most of it is not biblical. That's a sad thing that someone can go on for hours in a pulpit, in an altar, hallelujah, and preach to the people for hours. Nonsense, hallelujah, nonsense, not biblical. Misquoting the Bible, taking a verse from the Bible and just misquoting it, teaching you something that is not biblical. Because if unless someone can show you things, what they're talking in the Bible, like I'm doing with people, I go to the Bible, I go straight to the Word, and, I, and, I, and I'm reading it for it, hallelujah, human theology, that's what it is, that's the correct word, hallelujah, praise Jesus, and they can go for hours, and people go to church on Sunday, and during the week, and oh, they sit there, hallelujah, and all they get is theology, nonsense, nothing that is going to help them to go to heaven, Hallelujah. These people don't even talk about the rapture. They don't talk about going to heaven. Hallelujah. All they talk about is being successful successful down here. Having a lot of money. Having good cars. If, if you have a real, a brand new car and a nice house, my brother, then you are prospered. And that's what God wants for you. And they focus people on money. They, fo- they focus people on property and car, things like that. On the wrong thing, not on heaven. Okay, 
Now that, that our dwelling place is heaven, now that our home is heaven, hallelujah. Now, now mother, now mother. And people stay there for hours, bored, hallelujah, nothing interested about, hallelujah, and, and, and hallelujah. <laughs> That's what they talk about, money. That's it. That's it. People got their hope on money. If they have a lot of money, they are prospered by God. They don't they don't think about or don't talk about the spiritual prosperity that is more important that you grow with God, that you search the Lord, that you have, they don't talk about personal relationship. That was one thing that the Lord taught me, that it was not being taught in church, having a personal relationship with the Lord. They don't talk about that. How they will encourage you to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. They don't they don't teach you to be ready for the rapture. Some churches do. Let me be correct about it. Some churches talk about being ready for the rapture, pursuing holiness. Hallelujah. Some some pastors do hallelujah, which I respect them for that. Hallelujah. Because some pastors are truly seeking the Lord. Hallelujah. And and one thing the Lord taught me was that if you're going to bring a message to the people, what you need to do is you need to go to the Lord in prayer as a minister, because I know some ministers listen to this program. Hallelujah. And you need to pray one message that the Lord wants you to bring to his people. Okay? And when you bring that message, that message is going to edify the body of Christ. It's going to bless them. It's going to help them to grow in faith. Hallelujah. And end up in the end. And in their personal relationship with the Lord. And a lot of them will be set free. That is another great thing. Hallelujah. That people will be set free. Hallelujah. Which is very important. Their mind will be set free. Hallelujah. People will be able to come out of sin with the help of the Lord. Hallelujah. They're not concerned. Hallelujah. With the Lord giving them an anointing for the message. Okay, that the Lord will, will, will confirm to God to, to His people's heart, to their lives, that this message is from the Lord. They're not concerned about that. In that, we should be concerned. Hallelujah! That when people are listening to the word, they get on their heart a confirmation from the Lord, that they know that's what they need for their life. That that in that message, God is going to speak to them. Hallelujah! It's going to wake them up. From the sleep, from the spiritual sleep. And they're going to notice the time that we're in. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.